Welcome back, everybody, to the PC Masteries podcast, where player choice is the best platform. This is episode 89, What Makes a Good PC Game? My name is Dakota. And my name is John. My name is not John. My name is Jones. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He's here. He's with uh, us in spirit. In spirit. Wow. I'm so, I'm, it's, it's literally still, it's been weeks and weeks and weeks, and I'm still not used to John not being here. I know. Wow, There's just was, like a blank spot after never, you say your It's <laughs> never, yeah, I'm just waiting for it. <laughs> My name is John. And I'm Jones. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> so, yeah, it's still weeks away. But yeah, uh, yeah I think <laughs> over the past two years of doing the podcast, a lot of people know what we think makes a good PC game. Yeah. But we wanted to kind of condense it into one episode. Mm-hmm. Too, and it's not necessarily us just complaining. Mm-hmm. It's telling people devs yeah right what you need to have in your game to make a good pc game yeah and it was actually an argue not an argument it was a conversation <laughs> we don't argue on our discord <laughs> uh, we tried it was to. a conversation with a couple people in the discord the other day about if it's easier to develop on uh on console or if it's easier to develop on pc and I, I I was arguing that it's easier to develop on PC, but nobody in the conversation has developed a game on PC, mm-hmm. right? So we were yeah. all kind of talking out of our butts. Yeah. But what I came to the conclusion of was, I still think it's easier to develop on PC, mm-hmm. right? But I think the hard part comes from trying to uh, accommodate all App- of the PC players. Appease them. Uh, yeah, to appease them with features and options and, and just kind of stuff that we expect or stuff that we Ooh. think need to be in a game. All the stuff that we're going to go over today? Is that what you're exactly. saying? Exactly. Oh, exactly. Spoilers. That's kind of where this topic came from. <laughs> yeah. So we're not going to spoil anything else. We'll just uh, let you guys listen and find out what we actually think. If somehow after this long, you don't already know. <laughs> but this is going to be a, this is going to be a good episode to uh, point out in the future saying, hey, if you uh, want to go listen to a hopefully good episode, go listen to this. <laughs> True. Yeah. But before we jump into the main topic, there is uh, a couple home stuff that we have to do. Housekeeping. Uh, housekeeping. Man, we are home struggling cleaning. right now. <laughs> I was thinking of home cleaning. And as I was saying, and I was like, that's not uh, correct. Housekeeping stuff we got to do. So if you want to sk- uh, skip to the main topic, we do have time codes down in the description. Uh, and while you're listening to the podcast, if you enjoy the content, please leave us a review on your preferred podcast platform, as well as throwing us a couple dollars on Patreon if you feel uh, like we're worth it. Mm-hmm. We post new episodes every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Yeehaw time. Yeehaw. All right. Jones, do we have any community events? We, we do that I didn't write down, but I know off the top of my head because I'm big brain <laughs> like that. Also, just so everybody knows, um, we are recording this fairly late on a Friday night after both of us have worked early, early in the morning. So this should be exciting. That's why we're getting in tongue twisters already. But we'll get better. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Um, so I did want to let everybody know again, if you're listening to this when it releases on Monday, this coming Saturday, September the 25th, we are doing our yep. Patreon-sponsored game night. And uh, we're also we have doing swap the game. Last time, I think we said we were going to do uh, like yeah, Family Feud 2.0 Jeopardy. We're swap. 
Uh, was it Jeopardy? Yeah, but we're swapping it, but we're also not telling them what we're doing. Yeah, it's because it's going to be better. Yeah, it's going to be we better. We still have to figure out the rules. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 going to be good. That's uh, that's all you need to know is that it's going to be good. It will definitely be worthwhile showing up. That is September 25th at 8 p.m. Central Time. Um, yes. We also, as well as uh, before the event, we're going to be going over who won the uh, New World giveaway. New World giveaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are doing two copies of uh, New World. If you're listening to this, we're giving it away. So that way, hopefully. Some people I'll have will the link in the description to the Reddit post that you need to comment on in yep. order to qualify. Uh, qualify. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And other than that, I mean, we always have ongoing uh, community stuff going on on the Discord, not really pertaining specifically to podcast stuff or dates. But um, yeah, other than that, I'm excited. Hopefully, uh, this game night goes better than last one because last one it was a literally travesty. anything is better. <laughs> literally, <laughs> we can we, we, we could could play chess up. and it'd be could, way better. <laughs> we could not show up and it would probably be better. After True. after last True. last time. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> something weird happened to me again today. Well, but, actually, it wasn't it wasn't today. It was this past week. So I went down to Philly to go get some car parts for my new car. Right. Oh, right. So you got a new car. I did. Nice and. When I walked into the store, I got shoulder checked. And at first I was I was like really taken aback, but then it got like it's a little sudden. I'm in Philadelphia. You're like, oh so Philly, like, yeah. so that makes sense. Exactly. Someone threw <laughs> a cheesesteak at your head. Yeah. Or car battery. I would have enjoyed that. Someone threw a car battery at you. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, in that split second, I was pissed off and then immediately like I this is I expected that when I came yeah. here, right? <laughs> and as I turned around to to take a look at who shoulder checked me because you know I didn't know yeah. if it was on purpose or if it was it just whatever. Accident they bumped into you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from the back, I swear to God, it looked like Keanu Reeves. I'm not what? joking. But hmm. I was in a rush to get my part, so I didn't say anything. I just went and got my stuff and, and left. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but when I got back home, I was unloading all the stuff that I got, and uh, I took off my jacket that I had on, and. There was like something heavy in the pocket. Mm-hmm. So I stuck my hand in there and I had a gold coin in my pocket. What? I didn't know if it was fake or not. So I just threw it out. Uh, it's like a Sacagawea dollar or something. I didn't know if it was one of those mocklet, uh, oh, chocolate, yeah, you know, coin things. Somebody's like, those things taste disgusting. And they just like melt in your pocket. <laughs> exactly. So right. I just, I threw it out. I gotcha. All right. So, uh, well, I guess I was going to say, what have you been playing? Maybe I should start because it's going to pertain to both of us and then you can continue. Okay. All right. All right. Let's we're going to have a heart to heart with the discord listeners right now. Dakota and I have been doing a cardinal sin recently. <laughs> We've been playing. And Bat- we told you about it. We, we told, told you. About we it. told you about it. Uh, we have been playing Battlefield five a lot. So there's a couple of caveats to that one. We got it for free from amazon because we did because literally there's probably like warehouses full of battlefield 5 that ea bought and they're like how do we get rid of these it's just warehouses full of digital codes yeah it's just everywhere <laughs> they just had to unload them <laughs> they're on floppy disks. <laughs> it's just <laughs> codes um so yeah we've been playing battlefield 5 and and i know dakota has some idea of what he wants to talk about too with this but I don't know what it is. It's not that I really am enjoying Battlefield 5. 
there's two things to for me. One, I'm enjoying playing a game with Dakota because we don't ever play anything together. So that helps. <laughs> that helps. That helps a lot because we literally don't play yeah. anything together. Uh, yeah. And I think the other big plus is that it's a game that him and I are actually fairly good at. I'm not sure if we're yeah. good at it or everyone else is terrible or there's enough people in the other team that are bad that we can we can be good. I think that's what it that's is. usually what it is, because we can tell when there's two of us on the other team yeah exactly <laughs> because then we're not having fun <laughs> yeah i can tell when the same person has killed me like 30 times in a row it's because like yeah. oh okay so i'm on the other team as well right right <laughs> and it's it's i'm also the guy in battlefield that's running around with a shotgun one-shotting everybody and it's it's pretty disgusting the shotgun in that game is really fun to use but it's I'm also the it's same. It's not pers- fun for the other person. Oh, it is. I've like I have ruined people's nights by using a <laughs> shotgun because sometimes it shows you um, on Battlefield Five. One thing I do like that is kind of cool that some of the games have done is that whenever you kill the same person, it will tell you like your ratio against them. It's like, oh, you've yeah. killed them three times. They've killed you three times. Okay. Yeah. I've got to the point where it's like you've killed this person fifteen times. They've killed you zero times, and they are having a bad time. I guarantee you because yeah because. I literally have been playing the support class that can use shotguns and I've been using the same gun, the same shotgun, the same setup, like probably 98% of the time. I told Dakota the other day, I was looking at my battlefield stats and I was like, okay, I have like 700 kills and 550 of those are with the shotgun. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) and it's like, you have a hundred percent accuracy because you're using a shotgun. So you're almost always hitting someone when you're shooting. And it's just, it's funny though. I'm enjoying it. But I also know that whenever someone kills me with a shotgun, I get very annoyed and I'm like, oh, okay, that's what that okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because you round the corner, get one shot, and then it's over. Yeah. And, pe- and it's it's incredibly frustrating. But that's it it goes into one of my points that I'll talk about. So I think what Dakota's gonna tell you, and which I agree with him, is that I think because after we've played, we were on like a Apex Legends bender and we were playing a ton of that, and we were playing that together. But that's one of those games that, hey, you spend a lot of time prepping to play the game and then you actually play the game for maybe five minutes. So it's like a 20 to 25 minute round that you're playing for five minutes. In my opinion, most of the time you're just running, right? It's it's, it's 20 minutes of running and then five minutes of actually doing the combat loop that's in yeah. Apex. Yeah. And then after that, you're usually dead. Yeah, you're or, or not, or you won already. It's either one right. or the other, right? Most of the time, right. yeah. If, if, you, if dead. you outlived everybody else except the last team, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> then, then yeah, you, you have a 50-50 chance of either winning or losing. So Battlefield Five, I think, is one of those things that we've been having this weird craving because we were playing Battlefield Four for a little while and we were enjoying it, but it's also like you can only play a game that's you've played so much already again and again and again it's just like the same yeah. reason i don't just go back and play counter-strike it's a different type of game right battlefield 5 is kind of filling in a little bit of that void of like i just want a run and gun type of game i think we both kind of agree with that it's like yeah we just want something that we can jump in go shoot a bunch of people and then once we get pissed off of the game just quit right yeah and it's been kind of filling that void but i have a lot of gripes with the game the map design is awful it's some of the worst in any battlefield i've ever played it's either like a million houses all really close together or like giant open fields where you just get sniped 24 seven. We, yep. we played a match the other day. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you were on, I was, I was playing with PD three and the, and there's it's 32 versus 32. And there was 17 snipers on the other team. Legit. I was <laughs> counting them up. There were 17 people sniping on the other team. And 
we were we were winning. We were holding three of the points, but they were holding two points just because literally we could not get over a hill without getting sniped by probably eight people yeah. staring at you. And it was just yeah. constant. And it's like at, at what point, you know, you know, you have people in your tanks that are just morons that can't like guys. Snipers can't kill tanks, by the way. So if you just drive, you could blow them up, but they're too dumb. So I don't know. What are your what are your gripes about Battlefield? I'm curious now. It, I mean, the the maps are definitely the biggest gripe for me. Yeah, because it, it is, like you said, the worst map design I've seen in a Battlefield game. And it makes me worried for 2042 because some of the gameplay footage that I've seen for it, I know it's alphas, right? Yeah. They only delayed the game a month. Mm -hmm. You can't redo maps in a month, right? There's a lot of testing that goes into those, like months worth of testing to make sure those maps are good, which I don't know. They obviously didn't do that with Battlefield 5, so maybe they can fix the maps of Battlefield 2042. But like you said, it's either completely open fields where you, you know, enemies are in a 360 around you Mm -hmm. or you're in buildings and the the building design is just bad Mm -hmm. right it's like it it's so inconsistent and i I think they went for more of like a realistic layout because it goes from tight close quarter combat to completely open fields Mm -hmm. and that close quarter combat is around a point Mm -hmm. but when you have to go capture another point you have to run through open field and you're almost guaranteed to die because there's zero cover on the way there yeah and that's a huge issue for me because if you're playing conquest you're supposed to be playing the objective which means you have to go from one point to the other point yeah and they just the the map design conflicts with the bread and butter of what battlefield is yeah so that's pretty bad and then on top of that you have the completely unbalanced classes and guns in the game some guns are way overpowered some guns are extremely underpowered and there's no reason to use them yeah right that goes across everything in the game every weapon and every vehicle in the game tanks in this game are incredibly overpowered yeah i don't understand why they went from battlefield 4 where it was pretty balanced of like okay you know if you're in a if you're in a vehicle and you're very skilled you can do really really well right yeah but if you're an idiot and you just roll in with a tank yeah you can get c4 pretty easily yeah right and or one like, person or can like take you out three rockets you're dead right yeah right Whereas in Battlefield Five, they went, oh no, we're gonna have realistic damage models, and like it's gonna be really realistic where you need like five rockets to take down a tank. Which, how realistic is that? I don't yeah. know. But if they, it goes along with the fact that they wanted to make more realistic maps, which are just bad because yeah. realism is not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like move that over to tanks where one soldier doesn't have enough rockets and damage mm-hmm. to destroy a tank. Yeah. On top of the fact that tanks now have weak points, which can be really fun, yeah. but the the points at which it's high armor and you do no damage, mm-hmm. you're doing like five to ten damage to a tank, which mm-hmm. means you need ten rockets to kill a tank if you can only hit that area. Yeah. It's just, it's incredibly unbalanced. That's the entire game, mm-hmm. right? And Joan, like Jones said, we're enjoying what we're playing because it's scratching an itch that no other game is filling right now. Yeah. But once another game comes over, I'll never launch this game again. Yeah. The only reason I'm playing is because I got it for free. I kind of feel but that I felt the same way about marketing, marketing uh, aside when, you know, that they did before launch, that was a complete disaster. The core of the game, Battlefield 5, is just bad. Yeah. Customization, the menu system, the gameplay, the balancing. 
there's no aspect of the ge- this game that I enjoy. There's a little gameplay things here and there that I enjoy, mm-hmm. but overall, the game's a disaster in my opinion. Well, and that's the thing too is that Battlefield 5 has a lot of different factors to to why it's good and bad, and I really every time I play it, whatever I previously thought was good just gets moved into the bad category. And <laughs> yeah. It's one of those games that I don't know about you, but I very rarely go and play by myself. Like if someone I really literally will wait yeah. until if you get on, I'm like, oh, let's play Battlefield because it's just scratching the itch. I haven't I don't I still like shooters, even if I'm not super good at them. But this is one of those games that you and I like consistently top 10, if not top five, every time we play a full game, because it's like, guys build the point or like go to the point build fortifications don't like what you and i will literally go to a point with two people and keep that point the entire game and then yeah. it's like okay guys i think if we and i'm hoping it's kind of somewhat the same in 2042 if, if it's not a disaster at launch is that hey if we can go in with six or eight people we could go hold even if it's just two points and hey guys we literally this two squads just won the game for us for the entire team (laughs) yeah you know what i mean yeah because that's how other teams win when we go to the end of the game and it says oh this squad this clan or whatever are four people they're the best squad it's like yeah because they were actually playing the game correctly and like having objectives and blah 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 i don't know it's there's just there's just so many bad things with the game vehicles being overpowered constantly getting bombed like we were with J-Rod the other day. Yeah. Literally some guy yeah, bombed planes. us probably like eight or nine times in a row. It's just, it's like, hey, we're going to make vehicles realistic. So like you run out of ammo, so you can't just shoot a tank all game. Also, but you can just find a vehicle refueling station and just refill all your ammo. So it's like, then yeah. what was the point of the first thing? <laughs> right. Does it make any yeah, sense? Yeah, it doesn't. It's it's a lot of conflicting game design choices. It's like, hey, vehicles are going to be super overpowered. So you got to take them out really quick. The only way to take out uh, air vehicles because you don't have lock-on rockets mm-hmm. in this World War II game is to go to the AA uh, mm-hmm. guns yeah, yeah. and shoot them down that way. But if the AA guns get damaged enough, they just they're up. gone. And yeah. sometimes you can repair them with support. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can't. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, why can I not repair the only way to take down planes? This yeah. match is going to last for 30 minutes and they just bombed every single AA weapon in, in the, first... the first five minutes of the game. Yeah. And it's then like it's... I the dice that is currently making Battlefield games is not the dice that we knew it, with the Battlefield four days. They're gone. I think all of the talent has has left and we're left with just medi- mediocrity, to be honest. They don't I don't feel like they have the experience to make these games good and 2042 is going to be the nail in the coffin for that right it's going to Mm -hmm. be make or break them because battlefield one was riding off of battlefield four yeah battlefield four had a lot of good gameplay ideas and is still regarded as one of the best Mm -hmm. up there with bad company two yeah so battlefield one already had like you know a little bit of goodwill behind it Mm -hmm. especially because of the whole call of duty fiasco at the at the time yeah um Battlefield 1, aesthetically, it was cool. Mm-hmm. The The gunplay was terrible, in my opinion. Yeah, the customization was, was so bad. Well, it was it was non-existent. You had was, four options for a gun based this, on pre-configured attachments. Battlefield Battlefield 1 and Star Wars Battlefront 2 are the same game with just a Star Wars skin. 
You right. have like yeah. four guns so, for each class and you just very slightly change it. Oh, use the card system or whatever. Right. It's like, right. It was just the same. That's a, that's the problem with dice too, is that they're just like copy and pasting the same thing. Battlefield five is what we, what have we been calling it? We're saying this is battlefield one DLC and the game's worse. Yeah. It's literally just yep. DLC for battlefield one, same engine graph. I mean, the graphics still look pretty good. Their engine, you know, when it works, it, it works, but it's still like, the their decisions for making the game how it is is just so weird like it's it just so doesn't backwards. it doesn't make any sense from a from a gameplay perspective it's like hey some things we want to make really realistic and then other things we don't want to make realistic at all and then we just kind of pick and chose the things that we wanted to put in here and just kind of slapped it together i don't yeah. know yeah. i don't know it's bad it's, it's free so- I'm ready to move on to something else, but for now, yes. it, it's filling a void of just wanting to shoot people to shotgun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when I get pissed off at Battlefield Five, I boot up Slime Rancher now, which I've had Ooh. on GOG for a long time, and it's just a really relaxing farming game, technically, kind where of. you collect slimes and you build a farm around like the type of slime. Like, hey, these slimes need this type of food, and they they poop out this type of gem Mm -hmm. and it sells for a lot. It's, I mean, you are technically stock trading the gems that they poop. Yeah. That is the point of the game, right? That's how you make (laughs) money. But I've gotten to a point in the game now in slime ranchers where it's like unlocking, like I can start building and crafting Mm -hmm. like refineries and stuff like that. And it's like, it's getting more complicated than what I wanted for a turn off your mind game. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to build a farm that was super efficient and made me the most money. And now it's like, Hey, you can optimize your farm and like, you want to start crafting and mixing gems together and stuff like that. I'm like, I (laughs) know you wanted like Stardew Valley or even something that was like, yeah, just go plant crops and sell your crops. Now it's like, all right, now to industrialize this thing, let's go. Like, Oh no, it's Factorio (laughs) now. Oh no. (laughs) <laughs> my brain's happening? not big enough yeah what's happening <laughs> yeah so i mean it's just a it's a fun little game it's on sale quite often yeah i've heard uh my wife was it's weird uh i was like oh yeah dakota's playing slime rancher and she's like oh she played it for like an hour and she got on scene like when it came out years ago and then it had like yeah. some bug where literally it would just crash on startup and so she like never has played it since then oh no because she it would might just like it now yeah, and no, she liked the game, but it would just like it literally crash that one time and would never boot again on Steam. That sucks. I was like, yikes. Oh, well, what are you going to do? All right. Tell me about Not your last it. thing. <laughs> yeah, tell me about the last thing that you've been playing. Yeah, so last week I, I was talking about how I got a new GPU that uh, has uh, ray tracing capability, and the one game I wanted to check out was Metro Exodus, mm-hmm. which is a, a enhanced edition, which yeah. is a game that requires RTX or sorry, requires a ray tracing capable card to even launch the game because mm-hmm. it they took out all of the rasterization, lighting, and, and shadows and stuff like that. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the game looks good, but honestly, like, I can't really... I couldn't... It, the game doesn't look good enough where I'm like, oh, wow, ray tracing is worth it. It's worth the performance and, hit. I mean, the game runs good. Mm-hmm. The game runs really well, and... Uh, Digital Foundry did a comparison between Enhanced Edition and the the normal game that they have mm-hmm. that has the option to turn on ray tracing, mm-hmm. and they by removing all of the let's call it legacy yeah uh, game Off- design options yeah by removing all the legacy options and optimizing more for ray tracing it performs better in the Enhanced Edition 
than having ray tracing turned on in yeah. the base game where it's an option, which is pretty cool. Like yeah, that, that is cool. It just goes to show that games built with ray tracing from quote unquote the, the ground, ground up, up, yeah, uh, can perform really well. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's nice to know that in the future that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, I'm just I'm just still amazed at how well traditional game design with rasterization has gotten yeah. that with these games with ray tracing i just i can't tell that much and the the odd thing is one of the things that i look forward to with ray tracing where uh where screen space reflections mm-hmm. are uh like not a thing for some reason they're still on in enhanced edition and when you have something slightly off screen and it's supposed to have a reflection in uh in the water mm-hmm. it's just disappears and then when you slowly pan up to reveal it it just kind of like fades in and pops in Mm. that's like the one thing i didn't want to be there and it's still there so Mm. it's they're still relying on some older technology and it's just clashing with the fact that you need a ray tracing capable card to boot this up and yet it doesn't fix everything yeah it's like enhanced sort of addition (laughs) yeah it's like it's better than the than the optional ray tracing yeah. version, but it's still not where ray tracing should be. But are you same I, conclusion I came to last week? <laughs> yeah. Another thing too, though, are you have you played it through any of the Metro games? Like, are you a fan of any of the Metro games? I've always been a fan. I beat the first one. I played maybe six to seven hours of the second game last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just. It was more of the first one, and I wasn't super interested in that. I was looking for them to advance it a little bit more. And Exodus, they did advance it, where they yeah. have, like, you actually go outside, and it's, like, pseudo-open world areas yeah. and stuff like that. But I I would say I'm not a huge fan of okay. it, to be honest. If, if I'm going to be honest, I, I want to be, because I want yeah. to get that stalker-esque experience that's mm-hmm. a little bit more casual. Yeah. But then when I play Metro Exodus, I'm like, I want more survival mechanics. <laughs> yeah. It's I feel like those type of games like Stalker, Metro, and even like you could almost bundle in Tarkov with that as the multiplayer kind of aspect of like very yeah. Russian, very like <laughs> weird things happening, Chernobyl esque things yeah. happening. And then, you know, Cyclobliet and all that stuff. <laughs> um but it's one of the things that I've never been like I wanna play. I have one of one or two of the metro games i've never really played i think mm-hmm. i played the first one and it started getting like i started oh, yeah. i went i got like transport to the shadow realm and the monsters were coming off me i was like and for that reason i'm out i was like yeah nah, no, they are <laughs> they are definitely kind of spooky i got scared a couple times in exodus because it's just a lot of jump scares and jump yeah. scares are cheap yeah because you're not expecting it yeah i'm just like mm, i thought this is i thought this is like half-life bro yeah <laughs> it's like i already have i already had my own problems with half-life going through Ravenholm. i don't need to go through <laughs> metro yeah. and like even worse creepiness creepy factor right. but i feel like there's also the people that are really into metro and they're like oh this oh, is yeah. like the best game ever and i'm like i i eventually we're gonna I can understand why i can yeah. understand why they like it it's just i've never even chernobylite which is mm-hmm. an rpg fallout-esque yeah uh you know Russian soccer metro kind of game because it deals in Russian like uh, nuclear fallout and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Um, Even Chernobylite, I'm like, I'm still not going to be satisfied with it because I don't necessarily know what I want. Yeah, because it hasn't come out yet. It is. It is going to happen. You just it just hasn't. You just haven't found the the right 
combination of things to click with you personally. And I feel I feel the same way about that because sometimes I'm like, oh, man, it would be really cool to do a Chernobyl type of game where you're like exploring like the actual, you know, I know everybody goes the route of like, oh, radiation and monsters. It's like it'd be cool if there was something other than that, whereas like more like mysteries and stuff involved. Um, you might like Atomic Heart, but it is definitely going to be freaky. Oh, yeah. Because it's a lot of like Tim Burton-esque things where mm-hmm. you got dolls and, and mechanical yeah. things just popping out of the walls and scaring you. Yeah. About Whenever that. that game comes out. Yeah, never. <laughs> Pretty sure it's been on our video game draft for the past three years. So Three years. Yep. Big yikes on that one. Well, good. I was just saying that I think that with something specific like Metro, because it's definitely not a more of a niche game, even if it is somewhat popular, it's not yeah. like Call of Duty or Battlefield. It's like yeah, you like Metro definitely... or you don't like Metro, that t- yeah. style of game, right? Yeah. So N- niche is in it's, you know, uh, maybe a million copies sold. Yeah, exactly. For each game. Exactly. But I mean, it's still still a good game. So Probably a lot of people more like than that for the older ones. Yeah, people yeah. really like it and everything. But it's not yeah. it's not like you're super you've heard of it, but it's not your super mainstream game. So when they right. came out with the enhanced edition, it's kind of like, oh, this is like somewhat surprising, not super, super surprising, but cool and good yeah. for them. They've yeah, even in their past games, they've been pretty big pushers for like pc tech mm-hmm. and, yeah. and like trying to be the first one to do stuff with that like they were one of the first ones to include ray tracing in their games i think it was actually i think it was uh, exodus at launch yeah yeah no yeah exodus but mm-hmm. i think they included ray tracing in dlss yeah. at launch or something mm-hmm. like that so i mean they are from that aspect i really respect them because mm-hmm. yeah hey i'm on pc and i really want developers to push that kind of tech but yeah i'm just I'm still going to try to play it because I played the last ones and I, I, I did like the first one, but yeah, I don't know. Ray Tracy and Metro is just like, later. I want to get scared in HD. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and good. Them having those types of settings actually uh, perfectly syncs up with what we're going to talk about today with PC games having good settings and having more yes. options than everything else, usually. So hopefully that ho- is the hope. <laughs> hopefully. Since uh, you wrote a lot of these notes, why don't you give everybody kind of the rundown of how we're going to go about this, and then we'll start going through it. Yeah, cool. We did a quick outline and some like categories to, to help break it up into digestible chunks. So mm-hmm. we think three categories that need to be focused on, because you know this whole topic was born from us, from me, arguing... Mm-hmm. Uh, having a conversation we're conversing (laughs) arguing with with our listeners i mean having a conversation with our friends in discord (laughs) with a couple people about uh pc and and console development and me settling in on the idea of hey pc the pc crowd is kind of hard to please yeah right we expect more quality of life settings Mm -hmm. than a console gamer does for sure because (laughs) <laughs> we want to control the experience we have to a certain extent, whereas on console, they're completely at the will of the developer. Be- well, we also know that they exist. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, don't... gaming was gaming was pretty much born on PC, right? Well, like, no, that's, first what person... that's what I'm saying. Console gamers don't have these options, so they don't even know that they're missing out. So when you're right. on PC, you go play a game that has good settings and you go play something else expecting that game also have good settings. You're like, wait, they don't even have an audio tab. What the hell is going on? Yep, exactly that. And I think that's the thing too. It's kind of the curse of the PC platform where it's, 
You know, we have such a massive back catalog going back 20 years, whereas a console, you don't. You mm-hmm. can normally only play the games that come out for that console. And maybe you know, one gen behind or something. And maybe one gen back. Thanks, Sony, for somehow not figuring out how to do that, but yet Xbox can for the most part. Uh, so, you know, to us, we could play a game that's 10 years old that has a bunch of settings, and then for some reason we boot up a brand new game and it has half the settings that mm-hmm. the old game had. You yeah, know, half the, the quality of life features. Mm-hmm. And so this topic is more so going over what developers need to include in games that mm-hmm. come out on PC. Yep. Need I'm I'm saying need because it really is like these are quality of life features and some of them are in my opinion accessibility features. Yeah. So with games being required to because wasn't there a law recently that games had to maybe it wasn't in the US because mm-hmm. we don't normally care about that stuff here in <laughs> yeah. the u.s the government doesn't really care about you that much here yeah uh where they were basically telling AAA developers that like if you it, like can afford to make a certain price of a game like it costs you like a couple million dollars like you have to have certain accessibility mm-hmm. features in there or something like that do you remember that article coming out it sounds like something very european not probably yes probably They're still trying to ban check food in the u.s that's how far behind they are <laughs> in the legal system yeah, <laughs> that those At, Super Nintendos the kids are playing. We'll get them. They're corrupting the minds. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know, some of these features are, in my opinion, accessibility features because people get physically sick when some of these options are not there. Yeah. Well, so and people, uh, not everybody is like perfectly adequate or perfectly fit to adequate, perfectly fit. You don't know some situation. <laughs> what if you're missing a finger? You're missing an arm or whatever. Right. Like people like have different all kinds of different needs to play games and if you're a developer shouldn't you try to facilitate that as much as as reasonably possible right you know what i mean like for some reason colorblind features in games right like okay generalizing here i apologize if it if it's upsetting but majority of people who play let's say first person shooters mm-hmm. are males right yeah kind of dominated by by the male audience male audience is more susceptible to colorblindness mm-hmm. than than females, right? Yep. So having colorblind features in your games, surprisingly, wasn't really a thing until like five years ago. Yeah. Which is kind of surprising. Yeah. Because I in just in our Discord, we have like three people in there that are different kinds of colorblind. Yeah. And it's it's really shocking to me that games just didn't really include that up until a couple of years ago. So Stuff like that, we don't ha- we don't have colorblind options in here because to me it's kind of a given at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas these other features sometimes still don't come out in games. <laughs> hey so. guys, everybody go to C. Which one's C? Oh, it's the yellow one. <laughs> oh no. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> Poor Obro. It's like just running around in circles. <laughs> I'm just gonna follow you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna follow you guys. I'm lost. Yeah. So we have it broken down into three categories: options and settings. Then the second one is features. And then the third one is performance slash hardware requirements slash optimization, right? Yeah. The first one is options and settings. So it's basically like, what options do we require in games? Because PC is all about player choice, right? Everybody's going to have different hardware in their system. So they're going to need to adjust settings to get the performance that they want, right? Yep. So you kind of have to have a decent amount of 
options to turn off and on or lower and or or raise yeah. to get the desired look and performance that you want. So yep. we have a couple options in that category that we want to go over. And then features is more so um quality of life features mm-hmm. that make the game better and make it more playable. I don't want to say more playable on PC, but make it a better experience on mm-hmm. PC. It's I think quality of life is like the key word there. Because there's right. not necessarily like, hey, you have to have this, but it's really nice to, and it stands out on its own when games have these these specific features for people that are playing on PC versus someone that would just be playing on console or whatever. Right. Yeah, right. It, it stands the, out. I would say the feature category is more so the one that kind of gets left behind, in my opinion, Yeah. where developers are just kind of like, hey, we're porting the game from console to PC. Mm-hmm. And we're not really giving any PC specific features to the PC players. Yeah. And then, you know, it comes out on Steam and it gets a 60% on Steam because PC players are like, you don't have these basic features that we require. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> but on console, they have no features. So we're good. Right. Right. It's and like, everybody loved it there. Yeah. And it was because great. they didn't know what they were missing out <laughs> yeah, on. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, no, and then everyone, the... everyone on console loves motion blur, guys. You don't need an option Ex- for that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Vaseline on your screen. <laughs> And then that last cor- uh, category, performance, hardware requirements, and optimization, is a little bit like options and settings, but it's more so what what the game has to to get right with the hardware, right? Like mm-hmm. the minimum and required PC specs. Yeah. Because again, PC is player choice. There's millions of different combinations of systems out mm-hmm. there, and games. You have to make sure your game runs on hardware and we kind of have uh like a minimum requirement for certain settings visual settings and you know resolution and what hardware that needs to run on so that everybody on pc can enjoy it for the most part yeah exactly because the point of when you make a game is that even if you make a game where you're like oh you if you want to play at like really high settings you need a really impressive system okay that's fine but what about the people that just want to play your game casually or just play it normally like okay do they also still need a really high-end rig to play it right cyberpunk um yes because the game is horribly unoptimized (laughs) yeah exactly okay good so i wanted to say one thing right before we start so there's dakota wrote a lot his notes so thank you to him first and foremost um i put in some random tips and jonesy's little side notes in here so the very first thing we're going to talk about is options and settings so I wrote in here, if it doesn't have advanced video settings, does it even deserve to be called the PC game? <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that if you are if you start up a game and you go into your, you know, graphics options or just options in general settings, if it's like graphics yes, no, and you're like, oh no, this, this we're gonna have a bad time already. Yeah. Or if it's just change your resolution mm-hmm. and that's it. It's yeah, it's not a great sign that the game it's going to run well. Yeah. So I think one thing we wanted to not kind of start out with talking about every game is going to have different options, right? Like we we're yes. we're not stupid. We obviously know that the Battlefield five options are going to be different than the indie game that came on Steam. That's five dollars. Right. Or the stylistic game. too. Or yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's going to be various uh options and settings but the thing that 
is crazy to me is that sometimes I'll go play a $10 game on Steam and it has way better options than a double or triple A studios options on PC. And I'm not talking about like Horizon Zero Dawn that actually has pretty good options for stuff. Yeah. And it's a port, right? It's a straight console port to PC. There's stuff that newer games and you're like, okay, is this even made by PC developers? Like, do they have any idea what they're doing? Where, I mean, it's it's just crazy that the, I know we're going to get into it, the amount of options sometimes can be completely overwhelming and, in my opinion, completely unnecessary in some yes. regards. And then in other regards, it's like they don't even put it in the game. So it's right. like, oh, you have like 30 different options for this and the other option that I'm looking for doesn't exist. So <laughs> right. I, it's it sucks because i don't want to say that i wish there was a standardization of what the bare requirements should be but i think that's kind of what this episode is is to us what the kind of bare requirement should be and it should be i mean pc should be easy for people to get into if i go in if i go in if i start up metro exodus i start up battlefield i start up rocket league which i'm never going to again if i start up (laughs) whatever game you know the options, If the first thing you and I do, I'm sure most people that play on PC, is you go into options, you turn the volume down to 30% or 20% because your your headphones just blew your eardrums out. And you're like, okay, cool, let's see what options go in there. Oh, they have an advanced tab? Okay, cool, they have advanced graphics, whatever. Go in there, start messing with settings, whatever. And you're like, cool. And then you're like, start up another game, and it's completely different. I'm just like, okay, I understand every game developer is going to be different, but I wish there was just like a, a somewhat standard format. It's like graphics, audio, gameplay. Gameplay shouldn't include keybinds, Battlefield 5. We know that. It should keybinds <laughs> no. should include keybinds. Maybe. Well or no. set- Battlefield 5, remember? They put it in its own separate category. <sighs> it's not in controls. Yeah. It's in its own separate tab on the opposite side of controls. <laughs> it's just like who, That's bad. who made this? All right, I'll let you. I'll let you take over. Okay, so kind of what you were getting at is there needs to be a standardization of the settings so that it's easy for somebody to get into PC and understand what they're doing, as well as for somebody who wants to tweak the settings, it mm-hmm. gives them the granularity to do that, right? Yeah. And that granularity and simplicity is kind of at odds with each other, right? Yeah. Because they're the complete opposite spectrum. But what games do? Uh, i.e. cyberpunk and, and battlefield and whatnot sometimes they add too many options right yeah so you have uh, the the uh not minimum or standard but a good rule of thumb is to have a low setting a medium setting and a high setting mm-hmm. right yeah reason being i reason i chose three yeah. is because when you're changing from high settings to medium settings to low settings there should be a decent performance improvement or visual improvement going one way or the other because that's the point. I want more performance or I want better visuals, right? On consoles now, you have a switch. It's yes or no, right? It's performance or resolution, right? It's usually what it is. On PC, I want more granular uh, options with that, but I don't want options where it's very low, low, medium high very high ultra psycho i don't want that because stepping down from one to the other as is shown with digital foundry and hardware unbox and a couple other tech youtubers that do like setting guides of like what are the best settings and they'll 
you know, show a side by side of all the different settings going from like the lowest mm-hmm. to the highest with the performance impact. A lot of times they're just like, yeah, just keep it on ultra because jumping down to high, it's the same performance and it's like way worse visuals. Yeah. You know, and- there's, there's too many options in between the visual settings that it doesn't give you a noticeable either performance improvement or visual improvement. Yeah. And that's one of the issues where for a new person coming into PC, they're like changing the settings and they're not seeing anything change or they're not mm-hmm. seeing their performance change. And they're like, this is very confusing. I don't know what I'm doing. It, are yeah. these settings correct? Is this the best thing I could be using? Is this the worst thing I could be using? It makes it worse. And then for somebody who actually knows what they're doing on PC, it's just pointless yeah. because I'm going to look up those guides or mm-hmm. I'm going to do the testing myself and I'm just going to be like, cool, nobody should ever use these two settings because they're completely pointless. Yeah. You could have just crammed it all together into a low, medium, and high and that would have been happy. Like Both camps would have been happy. I'm yeah. not saying you only need three you know, categories like mm-hmm. for performance metrics, but it's a good starting point. Yeah. And from there, you should be like, okay, how do we either improve performance more to add a very low, or how do we improve visuals enough that it's worth it for a very high or ultra setting? You know? Well, it, it should almost be a thing like, I, and I know what you're, I 100% agree with you because I wrote this down here too. It's one of those things that as a PC gamer, it's weird saying like, I want less options. Cause it's not that we want less options. We want, we want them to be more impactful and more so that, concise and not so convoluted. Yes, I don't need correct. I don't need low and very low shadows, right? Or kind of right. low shadows. I don't need 15 options for shadows. It's a shadow, it's either there or it ain't. That's it. It's literally one or the other. Oh, but this you know, affects your performance by a lot. It's like, okay, then don't put them in. I don't care. It's like I'll act <laughs> like everyone's vampires. I'll role play. It's not that big a deal. I don't have shadows. You know what I mean? To me, to me, I know, and I and I know a lot of people might say, "Oh, well, most games do have a low, medium, high settings." Okay, but it doesn't tell me that's what it, it doesn't tell me what that's doing. If I change it to low, you would think that you'd go down the list of options and everything would be set to low. But it's like, nope, this one's set on high. This one's set on medium. This one's set on high because we can we consider that's the low option. It's like okay, right. so oh, is that yes, actually? I know what you're saying. Is that actually low? And then I go and actually change it from high maybe it's maybe it's uh water reflections they're like well we considered high water reflection in the low category but then i change it to medium and it just stays at the high category so i'm like then what is the low category for right like, like there's no there's and i can understand maybe the devs are like well we figured this performance blah 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 i get that but it's like just make them all the same make it the same so so what you're saying is when you're choosing the the overall graphics yeah. quality where it changes all the settings automatically. Yeah. yeah. You're saying that sometimes when you go from medium to low or medium to high, sometimes it doesn't change some settings mm-hmm. because for some reason the devs are like, no, we consider that on the medium category, yeah. even though it says something different. Exactly. And as someone, yes. as someone, you know, me, I've been playing games for a long time, so I know, okay, I can go in there and actually see, but as yeah, you someone, can set it to custom and then change each one of those individually. Yes. yes. I think every game should have low, medium, high custom. And I think, and then, and then if you are confident enough that you know what you're doing, you can go in there and mess each, mess with each option. That's fine. It's, it's so sad. And we've talked about it before that Ubisoft games have probably the best settings page, the best settings, right? To show you what, what everything actually does for each setting and the worst 
most unoptimized games that I've ever played in my life. <laughs> it, it's yeah. it's like they have two different teams developing their it's, games. Yeah. It's 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 like Oh, okay. So this I wanted to bring that up. Yeah. I wanted to bring that up. So, yeah. So in Ubisoft games for the most part in almost every single game that they come out with within the past like almost 5 years at this mm-hmm. point, like it's been consistent. Origins, in Odyssey. In their graphic yeah. settings on PC, the, on the right side or left side, they'll mm-hmm. have an image or a video like a or to show yeah. you the difference between the settings that you're choosing, mm-hmm. which is fantastic for new people. Oh yeah. And even even people who are in the PC realm because maybe there's a new setting that's like new games are starting to yeah. use and that's a great way to learn what it does, yeah. right? Visually and performance-wise. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ubisoft does a fantastic job with that. And that's something where it's, I don't feel like that is necessary for mm-hmm. devs to do. No. That is definitely something of a love letter to yeah. the PC platform, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, make good settings that are not convoluted and actually give substantial impactful. changes, impactful changes between the different settings. Mm-hmm. But then also, for new people again and uh like uh just normal people in general yeah. i guess um including that as well as like a bar graph to show you how much vram you're using yeah. and like oh this setting uses more like a description this setting is more intense on your cpu and this one's yeah. more intensive on your gpu all that stuff is just like it's oh, it's just awesome it's perfection right in that aspect yeah what you have to do then is if you have all those settings, you have to make sure that they actually do something in the game, which Ubisoft forgets. <laughs> They're like, okay, check. We got all the settings. Okay, we have no idea how to code them to actually do what we said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just, it's just a, you just change it to whatever you want. You can actually type in there what it does. So you, so you open up uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, go see what the options do. So that way you know what options to change when you go play an actual right. game and something, another platform. <laughs> right exactly it's, well it's like for instance i i was playing and i haven't really played through it but i was messing with horizon zero's dawn's benchmarking tool to try to figure out what because i know they've done lots of patches since it came out and they had a lot of issues yeah. when it came out which makes sense as they a play, did as a playstation game but they're actually actively trying to patch it and make it run yes. better on pc so it's like a lot of people are like oh it runs like crap it's like okay but are they saying they're doing patches and every two weeks or three weeks they're putting out a new patch to work on stuff okay then you have to give them time because it's they're, this is like this the first is their time they're, first game the first and time they're doing it I, I think it was also a, a porting company i don't want to say it yeah. was 505 games that that did the porting i think it might have been somebody else but i mean it could have been their first time porting to pc and i'll be honest like it was rough at launch but it's definitely in a much better place and it yeah. gives me more confidence if that studio then ports another game to pc because yeah. now they have experience fixing stuff they, exactly. they, have, they have experience of what pc gamers want and hopefully they apply that to the next project that they do. There's a difference between releasing a game and not updating it, like near Automata, versus I was just about to say that. <laughs> versus like notoriously having a fan patch to fix the game. Uh versus yeah. releasing a game and saying, Hey, we see there's issues. A lot of people are complaining about bug stuff. We're working on it. Give us a little bit of time and we're gonna keep putting out updates. And if people keep having bugs, we're gonna keep updating it. And people yep. are like, It's like the No okay. Man's Sky Redemption story. Yeah. It's just Tons of PC games, I feel like, have that. Yeah, because it, they, PC, they can do the it. PC crowd is the PC crowd is kind of needy in that yeah. aspect. Yeah, but as long as you're willing to include that and and do the work for that, like 
your game will be liked on PC for the yeah. most part. I feel I, like. I think, uh, and it might take time. I, I mean, like, look that's at, why that's why Ubisoft's are, Ubisoft games are really popular, even though in our opinion they're you know kind of mediocre. And that's the thing too is that hey, I mean, people can like whatever they like. In our opinion, with something like Assassin's Creed, yeah, sometimes the game looks really beautiful. A lot of times the game runs like garbage. I played yeah. Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey, and it's like okay, if I have a ryzen 7 and a 1080 and all that and i play the game on low i shouldn't be dipping to like 10 fps randomly like that's just yeah. that's just unoptimized right that's just that's yeah. that's rough but i think uh with that being said with ubisoft having those options just like you said i don't expect every game to be having options with the videos playing and all stuff because that costs a lot of money no. that took that took it a does. lot of time to do that to show yeah. to show those type of things and I was saying um, earlier with Horizon, I was just messing with the benchmarking tool. One thing I wish, and I, I don't know how to get around this with benchmarking, because I know uh, a couple weeks ago we were talking about using different benchmarking software, right? I don't know how to get around this, um, but I had to run an entire benchmark basically over and over and over again with changing one option at a time to figure out what the best performance was. Yeah. And I, I hope in the future that... I could run a benchmark. It kind of sees what my hardware specs are and then tells me, hey, we recommend that you turn this down to get more performance. And Ubisoft kind of does that. Oh, they, say, yeah. they say, hey, this is going to affect your graphics VRAM and your CPU by right. this much, kind of like estimating it. A lot of games don't do that. And it's not necessarily I expect them to do that, but that would be something that's really that's nice. That's just uh, a love letter, basically. Yeah, and that's like, just... That's just another feature. It's that, not a necessary feature. <laughs> for the most part. It's not a necessary feature, but that's one thing that I think devs could do. It's like, hey, it's going to cost you a little bit of time, a little bit of money, but it's those, yeah. small, it's those small little things that you do that really change people's opinion, right? Yes this has nothing to do with games. This is something my wife told me the other day and it kind of stuck out to me. And she told me, she's like, with you, we've been married for a long time. With you, it's not, it's not always like these big grand gestures. It's the small things that you do that kind of affect our relationship and everything too. She's like, it's simple stuff. It's like, she's like, you'll get a drink for me and you'll put the straw in. Something as simple as that. And she's like, and now, if I give her a drink and there's no straw in it, she's like, what the hell? <laughs> like, not expecting it to happen because it's just been like, yeah. it's something that I just normally do because I'm like, well, you need to drink this. So I'm just going to put a straw in it because right. I, I, mean, I put a straw in mine. I'm not going to leave you high and dry thirsting, you know, yeah. and I'm just like, here you go. And it's something like that. She was like, that's something that you don't necessarily always see that people do. And it's just small, like weird things. It's like, hey, oh, you took out the trash before I asked you to take out the trash because you're just like okay, that's something I have to do. Just do it, whatever. And I think right. I think that can translate into gaming as something that's like, these small things for PC are what really, to me as someone a gamer, like stands out the most. Yes. Going into um, uh, just other things that we wanted to talk about. It's just, to me, it's crazy. I know, I don't know if you want to stick on settings because i was going to move into some of the features that i wanted to talk about i just had one thing that we didn't cover mm -hmm. that is a super big thing big thing in my opinion because you can have all these settings and you can have all the advanced tabs you want yeah and you know all that crap but when i have to change the setting and then restart my game oh, or God. i have to wait for it to load in the setting that i just changed 
where I have to go through each setting one by one or each resolution one by one to get to the one that I want. And each time it reloads or pauses or I have to restart. Mm -hmm. All of the effort you did, it could be an awesome settings like Mm -hmm. Ubisoft, right? They all go out the window because my frustration of navigating that menu system is at an all-time high, right? Biggest offender, right, that I can just off the top of my head list is devil may cry five mm, right okay because i had i benchmarked that a little bit um like i think last year yeah or maybe two was, years yeah. ago when it first came out and with the resolution you have to go through every single resolution and wait for it to go black and then come yeah. up with that resolution so like you're sometimes windows. it's at a different aspect ratio so like it'll Art. have like a little menu system or little menu pop up or some crap like that and you have to go through each single one of them and i wanted 720p I wanted 1080p, 1440p, and 4K. Mm-hmm. And I have to go through all of the different arbitrary uh, resolutions and aspect ratios in between each one of those uh, oh, resolutions. And it was bad, man. Like, I've, I'm i pretty sure I spent just as much time going through the resolutions as I did actually running the one-minute to two-minute benchmark that I had for it. That's See, and that's the thing, too, is that... And that kind of applies with the devs doing little features like that. One, that game's made by Japanese developers. That's why the settings are trash because they don't understand how PC games. Oh, I game... think it was, yeah. Yeah, Devil May Cry is made by, it's a Japanese studio. Okay, yeah, yeah for sure. I think it is. For sure. It's definitely like <laughs> real weird. And that's what they're, spe- they're special. Hey, they know how to make things weird because that's just what they're they good do. at. They are good at it. Like, I'm not going to deny yeah. that. But they do not know how to make settings for, I guess, Western audiences or anybody that plays games on PC is not their forte. Networking also isn't their forte. They have absolutely no <laughs> idea how to do it. And if there's anybody here that is uh, that is from Japan that wants to dispute that fact, you can email me, but your internet probably doesn't work because you don't know how to do networking. So good luck with that. Send me an email yeah. if, that's the, if that's the case. Godzilla, Maybe Godzilla's radiation is like blocking all of the Wi-Fi oh, or something. Oh, that's what it is. Like, ah. That's what it is. He's like, Every cool. single one of those settings, if, it, if you have multiple settings like that, like say take resolution for instance, because you can have a bunch of arbitrary yeah. aspect ratios and resolutions in between the ones that are actually useful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, make that a drop-down menu. And allow me to select the one that I want mm-hmm. first, yeah, and then have an apply button at the bottom, yeah. Because I maybe I want to change a bunch of things, right? So yeah. let me do all of that and then hit apply, and then I'll wait for everything to load, or then yes. I'll be like, okay, now I have to restart the game. But if I have to restart the game after applying, I want it to be automatic. I want it to come up with a pop up that says these settings uh, require a restart. Have a button that says restart now or have a button that says no. Yeah. Don't give me a yes button that just makes the dialog box go away. Nothing gets done until mm-hmm. I back out to the main menu and quit the game. Yeah. That's so freaking annoying. Well, yeah. Also having also having uh I think every game should have an apply button. I hundred percent agree with you because yeah. there's a lot of times where you change setting and it's like, I guess it applied. I'm not sure. Yep. <laughs> And then you go back yep. later and you're like, okay, none of that applied or half of it did and half of it didn't. Right. Okay. Also, I understand that having an apply button is good thing, but having an apply button on every single tab, like in between me yeah, changing that's settings. Bad. Okay. That's also <laughs> annoying. Don't do that either. Like, because if just I just have it save what I want and yes. then when I click apply, it just does all of that at the same time. It's, it's like apply is like I or like shift L. 
It's like, wait, what? <laughs> Why is the apply should just be like enter or just I click it and it applies and that's it. Like right. it shouldn't be like hold X for four Don't, seconds. Why are, you, why are you making this difficult? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like you're you're not helping me. Um, right. Okay. One other thing before we move on to features that I forgot. Cause I, sorry. I was been like kind of skipping all around our notes here. Um, okay. It's 2021. I know we briefly talked about it a second ago. If I turn on your game and it completely deafens me and it wakes up my neighbors down the yeah. street and all the volume. Uh, hey, there's there's some games where it's like one volume. It's just master volume. And that's the only setting they have. Cool. If that's the case, then so be it. And there's some games that have like 30 sliders for volume for some reason. It's like menu music, in-game music, side music, in-game narrator. Voice. Yeah, it's like, yeah. OK, <laughs> I don't like there's OK. There's a difference between this is too much. This is too much. It's like, and I feel uh, the funny thing is, I feel like Battlefield Four because they just updated it so much. At the end of the game, it just had way too many options. Yeah, it was customization heaven for somebody that wanted to like go in and like change the color of every single thing and turn things off and change the icon and all that stuff. But you go into the Battlefield Four menus nowadays, and it's it's a nightmare. It's It's too much. It's a mess. So my point is that, and I think you said that Metro did this. That Mitch, yeah, yes. Every game, I don't care how, I don't care if you got Hans Zimmer doing your soundtrack. If you paid a lot of money for it, and you, <laughs> you want to hear that, blah, yeah. like you want to blow out my eardrums, like you know the Batman movies. I need you to put your volume at fifty percent because, yep. as PC gamers, I would say probably a majority of people use headphones because the majority of people probably oh, yeah. use Discord. I think a majority oh, of people yeah. talk to their friends, and when I start up a new game. Most likely I'm in Discord, maybe streaming it to people because I'm like, hey, I'm going to play this new game. Hang on, guys. I can't hear you. I'm being deafened by Hans Zimmer or whoever made the soundtrack <laughs> for this game. And yeah. there, it is something that I definitely notice more and more. It's like when I, when I do notice, I'm like, oh, my God, this game started at 70% volume from the get-go or 50% yeah, volume. Sure did that. Yeah, because I went into the settings and I was actually playing the game. You know, I booted it up and I didn't notice anything wrong with the audio. So I never touched that tab. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then I was playing the game and I was like, man, it's really quiet, actually. Mm -hmm. So I went in and I saw it was at 50 percent. I was like, oh, my God, Jones is going to love this. It's like I might actually play your game now. Yeah. So I I bumped it up to 70 and it was perfect. Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, if if I had worse headphones or I just wanted to be super loud, I have 30 more points of yeah. whatever to make it louder plus 30 to volume exactly yeah, i have plus 30 to volume <laughs> yeah. that's the thing too is like uh so one thing a game that i played a few weeks ago omno that i talked about on the show that really enjoying music really really good you know me i'm a big big video game music guy i really enjoyed yep. the soundtrack i've listened to it i sometimes I'll just listen to it on youtube whatever just have it playing while i'm doing whatever and i'm like oh really stellar soundtrack appreciate it I don't appreciate your game not having audio options and be, me being able to turn it down. I understand you want me to be immersed in your really nice soundtrack, and I appreciate that. But I literally had to go into my Windows settings and turn the game down manually, so it was at a uh, decent volume for me to enjoy your game. That's bad. I don't care if you're an indie game. I don't care whatever game. If you make a game and you do not have a volume slider, the bare or, minimum is just having like one, one, <laughs> through, one through five or some kind of options yeah. for me to change the volume don't release your game just don't i honestly Until it's in that, there. Yeah. that that to me as a as a pc person option if i'm playing on console i just turn my tv down right i just it, it, right you yeah. know what i mean 
but that to me is like that's not even a that's not even really an option that's like bare minimum because yeah i agree look at that some a game that i played omno i've played i've been playing a lot of random games recently really enjoy the game if i'm someone that didn't necessarily care for that music but like the game and you heard that there's no options that's like an immediate uninstall for most times for me most of the times if i wasn't in the mood to deal with that i would have never played that game it's a game i really enjoyed so not having that to me is like that's kind of the cutoff it's just like us saying like graphics yes to no right that's kind of like there is a bare minimum you need to do to constitute being a pc game in my opinion and I know yeah. that we've been going over different stuff. It's like, yes, you need to have graphics options. You need to... Oh, you know what? One thing that we didn't talk about that really constitute what? a PC game, an option that pretty much every PC game should have, is borderless windowed mode. Uh, <sighs> it's... I get it. I get it. I, I feel like that is a little bit for like higher-end devs because... I don't necessarily know how that works because I have heard that there are some issues with borderless oh. full screen mode. And it's it's weird though because there's some games that it's like, okay, we have windowed mode and full screen. Okay, I get that. And then you have some a lot of games have borderless windowed because they know that people like to play I like to play borderless windowed. I assume most people like to play borderless windowed because we like to alt tab without minimizing our game. I see you battle <laughs> Battlefield five. Yeah. Um but that's the thing too, is that windowed mode is kind of garbage, right? Windowed, I don't understand windowed mode. <laughs> it doesn't mode. do anything. I don't anything. know why it's still a thing. <laughs> because it's like doesn't fit on your screen correctly. Unless you're playing at a lower resolution, then it's like you might as well just play on full screen at this point. Because it's yeah, it's like you have your Windows bar around it. I don't know. Maybe that's just like a nitpicky thing, but it's like uh, I'm pretty sure only serial killers play in windowed <laughs> mode. <laughs> 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 I, just I just killed jones all right but yeah i i know it's i know it's definitely a nice to have feature i don't feel like it's necessary for double a or even yeah. indie devs maybe like, that maybe that fits more into the next category that we're going to go into right now is features yeah that is definitely yeah. a feature that is very appreciated by people like yes. me that have a lot of monitors and a lot of real estate yes. moving around Right. That that's actually a good point because that is a feature that you would only need if you have multiple monitors. Mm-hmm. Because if you only have one monitor, borderless full screen literally doesn't do matter any, because it doesn't do anything. You have borders because you only have one screen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your mouse can't go left or right anymore. Yeah, if it does, then it's like, where did it go? It's off. Right. It's in my yeah. room somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's on like your the kid's <laughs> phone next to you. <laughs> Just like, click on the icon. <laughs> Yeah. So the next category then is features. And again, this is more so like nice to have quality of life things, settings and customization options that the PC. uh, Actually, I wouldn't say these are quality of life. I would say we also have necessities in here, too, that are accessibility features. Yeah. Most of them, though, I would say are the quality of life. They probably all be under the category of features quote-unquote features yes 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 first one and the most important one in my opinion is fov slider Mm -hmm. now this in my opinion is at at this point in just gaming in general fov slider is necessary Mm -hmm. as an accessibility feature because fov is your field of vision in a game right yeah and the reason this matters is that it's very dependent on how far away you sit from your screen yep so if you're 
on say you're playing on console right having a wide field of view on console is actually uh if you're sitting like six feet away it's a detriment because what it does is it warps the image so that what's directly in front of you looks slightly farther away because Mm -hmm. you're able to see what's on the side your your peripherals too big your peripheral yeah, vision, like, right? Like it makes fish, that like more the, apparent. Like the fisheye type of... Right. It's a fisheye lens. Mm-hmm. So when you're sitting six feet away, it makes it really hard to shoot what's directly in front of you, mm-hmm. right? So what they do, what console games do, is they usually have their FOV set to like 60 or 70, which is really, really tight, mm-hmm. where you can't really see your peripheral vision at all. Two games that I played on console that really sold me as like, this is awful, yeah. right? Where Destiny, the first one, mm-hmm. and uh, Killzone. Both mm-hmm. of them had super, super tight FOVs, mm-hmm. and it was only noticeable to me because I was playing them on a monitor yeah. sitting about two feet away from the screen. And you're like, what right? is happening? Right. When you're closer to your screen, having a wider field of view helps because mm-hmm. you're able to see what's on your peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. And if the screen, if you're, if you're sitting close to your screen and you have a tight FOV where you can't see what's on the side of your peripheral vision, it makes your brain think that you are zooming into the image and it's incredibly disorienting to people mm-hmm. and it can make them physically sick. Me, case in point, me with literally Far Cry and Doom that have like locked FOVs that are you can't really do anything with. And for someone that... It, it has odd motion in the game as yeah. well. That's another thing that made and, you sick. And it was a double whammy. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> and, and can easily make you motion sick just because of movement and the fob v being so tight and me being so i mean i'm at probably normal distance away from my monitor it's just like yeah, most people feet. are yeah but it's just like oh i'm playing this game and it's like not sitting right because my brain's telling me like you shouldn't be playing this like this right well it have- just makes your brain like not understand what you're seeing and it, it like it it thinks that you're viewing something that's unnatural and yeah. your brain just can't compute it Right. Yeah. No, that's just Far Cry One. It's <laughs> <laughs> that the game just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this is this is a feature that I'm, I'm like even on console because now people you know can play on 120 hertz screens on, with consoles mm-hmm. you know so some people are going to be moving over to playing at, like console games on a fast refresh rate monitor. Yeah. So in that case, like I even think consoles should have FOV sliders mm-hmm. and it needs it just needs to be an accessibility feature that every game has, but especially on PC, because the majority of PC players are playing on a monitor two to three feet away from the screen. And I think this is something that you and I both agree on that this is this is one of those weird things that is considered a feature, but I think you and I would want to put it in the settings options category as a mandatory. This is something that basically should be mandatory for pretty much every game yeah yeah yeah. like i said like it 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 makes people sick if if it's incorrect for their personal taste that's what i'm saying we're putting in the features category because game developers are putting it in the features category this should (laughs) not this should not (laughs) be a feature oh yeah yeah this should not be a feature this is something that should be included in your game and how many fps have we played different games whether high end or low end where it's like, oh, they have FOV slider, and it's like, oh, you can go from 60 to 75, and it's like, no, I want to play 90 plus. Like, yeah. anywhere, but depending on the game you're playing, for me, 90 to 100, sometimes 105 is, like, the sweet spot, depending on the game. Because yep. some games, I'm like, okay, right. I do want a little bit tighter FOV, because maybe I'm sniping, and I need to have, I don't want to see, like, 
the entire Earth. Well, not what I'm not every not every game's camera is set up the exact same. Exactly. So like sometimes like a camera in game, but you know, like what you're seeing as the player is is just rendered differently. So yeah. having the options to go past ninety if it's not good enough in that game yeah. is incredibly useful. Yeah. And I forget it was a recent game too. I don't don't remember what it is. Maybe it's Apex, where hmm. the the top FOV, like I think it's like 105 or 110 mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that. It's, too it's much. not. No, oh, yeah. in my opinion, it wasn't enough. Oh, okay. I, no. I don't know if it was Apex. It, it might be Apex because I think on Apex I play it like 105 or when I was yeah. playing. It was a game that we played this year okay. where I played it and I'm like, this is not, this well, is still tight to me. I, it's doable, but I would prefer it to be wider. Yeah. And I think that's the thing too is that the options obviously you, if you go too much then you're like getting fisheye dolphin cam and if you're playing a but cam- hey to some people that's how they play that's how they like Dolphins. to play and dolphin they might play, need it playing like that oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> echo echo the dolphin loves playing like right <laughs> 360 cam yeah uh, yeah so fov is definitely one of those things that is a quote-unquote feature but should not really be a feature it's we're playing on pc give me the options I know we went over saying, hey, sometimes there's too many options. This is this is not really like a debatable subject. This is if it's not in your game, I'm already critical of your game immediately. Yeah, because I'm looking for this option as one of the first things I'm looking for. And I mean, you can just see on on Steam reviews, pretty much a game. If it comes out and it doesn't have an FOV slider, it's most likely sitting at 60 to 70 percent because it's a good sign that they just didn't care about the PC Mm -hmm. conversion. And they just didn't include that feature as well as a bunch of other features or maybe it has a stuttering issue mm-hmm. like it, they just it just shows that they didn't give enough attention and love to that version running on pc and then there's usually you know if it's again people like there's a mod coming out very quickly to unlock oh, the fov or like all right go right. to the registry type in this thing and there you go because guess what it's pretty easy to to put into your games because if a modder can do it in a couple hours and release it within the next day after the game launches why can't a dev do that it's it's funny though because it's like hey just go into this uh settings file in your computer and change the fov in here to from 60 to 90 and then save it there you go and it's going to open up as 90 the settings are already there they just didn't include it in the options or whatever exactly it's exactly because it's something that they would have tested during gameplay yeah. And it's literally just a slider. They did not give the option the players to like edit, right? Yeah. And sometimes they'll make the excuse that, oh, we have UI elements tied to the FOV. And, you know, when we increase the FOV, the UI elements get all messed up. Literally, like almost all of the YouTube tutorials that I watch mm-hmm. for Unreal, uh, Unity, all that stuff, they tell you how to set up your UI so that it is scalable. Yeah. Because guess what? Not everybody's going to be playing on the same resolution, the mm. same size screen, all that stuff. So it makes your life way easier if it's scalable and you set up percentages and mm-hmm. stuff like that instead of solid numbers. Because if you set up solid numbers for one resolution, you got to set it up for every single resolution that you include. Yep. If it's scalable, it just goes up or automatically. Down. Right. It's, it's so it's funny if that's a oh go ahead go ahead. I said I'm it, transitioning. It's, it's funny if you have a uh, setting for ultra wide support and then it automatically like scales it. It's like, but we don't have FOV slider. It's like you literally just oh, did yeah. that. <laughs> what are you talking about? You literally just did what we're talking about. That doesn't make any sense. They're yeah. Like, no, we don't have FOV slider, but we do have ultra wide support. It's like what? Yeah. You just that's you. That's all you did. You just stretched it out. What? Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Okay, go ahead. 
So that being said, of like FOV is generally pretty easy for devs to implement from what I know. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's pretty easy to implement is key bindings, right? It's literally writing your game so that the actions in your game is a variable, is has a key variable mm-hmm. and giving the players the option to set up a different key for that action. Reason being is that not everybody uses the same type of keyboard uses the same type of input, all that yeah. stuff. So giving the player the option on PC to customize um, what the settings, uh, you know, what yeah. all of the actions in, in the game do to different buttons. Maybe they have an MMO bu- uh, mouse like Jones mm-hmm. where it's got 20 buttons on the side. <laughs> he could literally play the entire game with just his yeah. right hand, you know? Exactly. So in my opinion, again, that's more of a necessity on PC because a console player, right? It, it's some people may have like Southpaw, right? Where yeah. that's like natural for them to to look to move the mouse down or not mouse, move the thumbstick down yeah. to look up. Yeah, inverted. you know where it's inverted, right? Yeah. Uh, on a controller, you have a very limited amount of buttons. Yeah, right. And everybody's going to have the same layout. So most of the time, console games don't even let you change buttons. Yeah. But PC is a completely different beast. Yeah. Where there's tons of different options yeah. and you have to build your game from the ground up mm-hmm. to support changing button layouts, Yeah, which is why I understand why some people don't do it because it's very hard. You have to start the game out with mm-hmm. that in mind. Yeah. But it's also, again, with the UI scaling issue, you got to do that nowadays. If you're going to release on multiple platforms, just make your life easier and just plan to, to have those switch out. And from what I've learned in Unreal and Unity, it is literally just adding it as a variable that you can change. Yeah. So it's... it's um, I mean, you have to set it up the first time. So you literally, you're just giving the right. option to change it. It's like, hey, E is to use an item in the game. It's like, okay, but I want that to be R. And it's like, ah, we have well, absolutely no idea how to do that. Uh, exactly. <laughs> no, no, that's that's right. It's uh, you set it up as like, oh... uh use is this action right it's going to be this uh variable right Mm -hmm. and then you just make that a public variable that you can then edit yeah so then you can change it and it'll just update it Mm -hmm. right like that's something that's you kind of need on pc because it's just how much customization and and different layouts there are it just makes the game way more easy to play for players but it's also a huge accessibility option for people that for, for disabled gamers, people that are, you know, like, hey, maybe I can't jump with Spacefire because I don't have a thumb, you know, right. or it's like maybe I need to use the a mouse button. I I mean, there's a lot of people. It's actually crazy. When you play Counter-Strike a lot, there's a lot of people I know that use right click as jump just because it's easier yes. and it's more natural to use as jump, especially if you're bunny hopping and stuff like that. Like yep. it was just an it was just a Counter Strike thing, and I would go play. I'd go play on a friend's <laughs> computer, and I'm like, all right, I'm trying to zoom in, and I'm like jumping and get shot. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Well, it's it's like me and Rocket League, right? Yeah. When we played, I had jump and boost swapped because yeah. it just felt more natural to me. Yeah. And whenever I played on your guys' setups, like, I was so bad because they were the opposite. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what? If, but the, I mean, I know you you wrote down in here. It's something as simple as playing a shooter of having like, oh, control is to crouch. And a lot of people right. say, oh, I want to use C as crouch because it's easier for me to press C. And it's like, okay, but that's the thing. I should just be able to change that willy-nilly whenever I want. Or yeah. if someone comes over to my house, like Dakota, and wants to play a game, he should be able to change right. the layout to whatever he wants that feels comfortable for him. It's like, nope, you have to use it like this. 
It is funny though if you do go to a friend's house and change all the key bindings because when you go back to play, you're like, "What happened? What the hell happened here? <laughs> <laughs> like, everything's yeah. backwards. I don't understand. Up yeah, is down, it's... and left is sideways. Like, <laughs> but I mean, honestly, just from an accessibility standpoint, this is also another thing that to me, just like we we're talking about Battlefield, like. Yeah, there's key bindings in there. Where the hell they are, we have no idea. It took it took yeah. you and I, literally hosts of a PC gaming specific podcast that have been doing this for almost two years now, like 15 minutes to try to figure out how to actually change settings in the game. And it's like, how did you get worse? You've been doing this for 20 years, Dice. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. 1942 basically came out in 1942. You have like 70, 80 years to figure <laughs> this out. It's like, how is how have you progressively gotten worse at making menus? And I'm like, yeah, somehow your menu system is worse than Battlelog, which was literally a website server browser. How have you downgraded from that? I feel like (laughs) the next upgrade for Battlefield 2042 is we're at the launch Netscape Netscape (laughs) Navigator to find a server. You know what I mean? It's like it probably worked better. (laughs) Let's be honest. Hey, uh, your (laughs) Battlefield 1942 pre-order comes with free 700 AOL hours. (laughs) (laughs) You can't use. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just it's crazy. Key binds is something that I can understand if your game has, you know, there's games where it's like, oh, you can have option one, option two for key binds, right? Not every single thing has to have that. You don't have to have like, oh, shoot can either be left click and enter or spacebar if you're a monster for some reason. You know what yeah. I mean? You don't have to have that. It can be like, hey, this is the option, that's it. But there's also bringing up battlefield again i know we've been playing battlefield a lot so sorry if you don't like battlefield we don't really like it either (laughs) um (laughs) but the the option of hey this is key this key bind is that like okay cool because in battlefield if it says if you press x you'll slide on the ground guess what you press x it doesn't do anything they don't tell you that oh you You gotta press it you gotta double you double tap it and then it does it now that's probably more of like an ea dice thing options but there's not being consistent and not being clear with the settings your key bindings need to be very specific like this does this you press this button it does this or for some games where it's like e is pick up use open doors close doors whatever those things that it does it needs to be on there instead of just like this does this and it's like okay you're running around it's like wait that button also does this and i had no clue that it that was the same i'm looking in my key binds and it doesn't say anything there that's that's yeah. another thing that maybe that's more of like a nitpicky game developer thing, but it's like your everything needs to be described for what it actually does, just like in your settings. More accurately. More accurately. Yeah. Just like I mean, that's key binding is hey, guess what? If I don't know the keys, how am I gonna play your freaking game? Doesn't make any <laughs> sense. It's yeah. like, am okay, I the only this crazy is a- person here? <laughs> <laughs> this is maybe a personal preference thing, but if you go to change a button. Right, mm-hmm. a key, and it says that another key is binded to that key. What is your preferred action after that? Right, because you can either have it delete the key mm-hmm. that was already being used, and it's blank and it's highlighted so that you can go and change it, or are you okay with it swapping the key? Um, I because it, this is another one of those things where I wish there was just like a standard rule. It's like everybody do the same freaking thing. It's like yeah, you either leave it blank. Personally, I think that if I change a key, because there's a lot of times where it's like, oh, 
this key is set up for like voice chat with your teammates. And I'm like, I'm not going to yeah. do that. I don't care. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and then I can change it and then it just unbinds the other one. There is two, there's two different scenarios. There's one where every time you start the game, it's like, hey, this is unbound. Are you sure you want to leave it unbound? You're like, I'm Oh, really? I haven't encountered that. Path of Exile does that, and it's really obnoxious. Oh. <laughs> they do that. They're saying like, hey, this thing that you don't care about is unbound. Every time you go into yeah. your settings, it pops up and saying, hey, are you sure you want to leave this unbound? I'm like, yeah. yes. And they're like, okay. But then the next time you open it, options, is the exact same thing. So there, yes, there are big games that still do that, and it's very annoying. <laughs> um, but I'm okay with if I unbind something, it, if it pops up and says, hey, this is currently bound to that, are you okay? You hit okay, and it changes it. I would rather leave that other one blank and highlight it red or something. That way it's just saying, hey, this is, you don't have it bound currently. Just letting you know, maybe one time it pops up saying, hey, that's unbound, and that's it. It's like, I don't need yeah. to know every single time of my options. I know it's unbound because I'm the one that did it. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. I would actually prefer to just swap the key. Reason being is if I'm swapping keys, I'm probably going down the list mm-hmm. and seeing what everything is bound to. And then if it if it swaps it with something else, say like crouch, like I want to swap crouch and, sh- and, uh, and run, right? Mm-hmm. For whatever reason. Shift and control. I want to swap those, right? I'm going to go through the list and I'm going to see like, oh, shift is run. I want that to be crouch, right? Yeah. And then when I get down to crouch and I see that it's shift, I can be like, oh, I want to switch that to something else, right? Because usually if it's like bound to something that I don't use, Mm -hmm. I won't ever change it. So I'm just, I don't care. Yeah. But if it leaves it blank, then I got to go through the list Mm -hmm. and find out what it is i i mean i guess i'm the, already scrolling through it like you know the, like my oh no the reason right the reason why i don't want it to be blank is that if i see that it's blank i'm going to think of a button that i want to put in there and then hey i find out that that button is already bound to something else no it's it's kind that's of that's what the, i don't like that yeah, for it's kind of one of those things too the downside with that is sometimes i'm sure you've also had the same thing happen is that if it does swap cuz there are games that does it it just it swaps yeah. that key is that if sometimes you, act, you press a button and you it press just, the wrong button you die well it's no, like suicide button <laughs> well not only that sometimes you press the wrong button when you're binding it and you're like crap what did i just change i don't even know what the other yeah. button was it's like maybe yeah. i press q and you think oh in most games it's like swap to previous weapon if you're playing a shooter yeah. <laughs> and then you press q and it's like you just plant a c4 on your head and you're like kamikaze yeah. and you're like wait i what did i <laughs> That's that's the only downside of that is that sometimes if you if you do make a mistake, which obviously you know that's on you, is that if it yeah. just swaps to something else and doesn't like pop, I would be okay with that if it popped up and said, "Hey, you're changing K and V out this option for this option. We're gonna swap them, okay?" And you hit okay. I'm okay with that. Now I that, think that is just like they just need to be more clear. Yeah, and, exactly. And, tell you what the buttons are being swapped for because like just thinking about it from a programming standpoint it's just okay you're swapping out v and then afterwards you just put in what that is right because you already are are pulling the letter that they pressed just have it search through the letters and tell you what the action is yeah or the search through the keys like i mean there's only so many from a programming standpoint it doesn't seem like that's the hardest thing to do well that's ubisoft because there's a lot of hard things to do (laughs) True, true. So another nice feature to have is something like an FPS in-game 
FPS limiter, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So everybody knows what VSync is, right? Yeah. VSync is one of those settings where it just automatically locks your frame rate to whatever refresh rate your monitor is running. Mm-hmm. You got a 60 hertz monitor, locks your frame rate to 60 uh, 60 FPS. Yeah. Uh, you got a 120 hertz monitor, locks it to 120 FPS, right? Yeah. Problem with VSync is that it just sucks half the time. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like almost for all whatever the time. reason. For whatever reason, VSync has been plagued with causing stuttering issues or screen tearing. I don't know why it's caught, why it's usually bad, but it it usually sucks, right? Yeah. Ways to remedy that are using third-party programs to limit your FPS, or if a game is awesome, Mm -hmm. it has an FPS limiter inside the game Mm -hmm. where the best ones have a bar that you can just slide up and mm-hmm. down and it just gives you a bunch of numbers and you can just set yeah. it to whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, uh who is it? Um Battle Nonsense on YouTube is a great channel that does a bunch of like in-depth videos on just random PC stuff, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, like what audio codex is the best or yeah. um stuff like that, right? And he did a video the one time about I think it was like basically why VSync sucks and what to do to fix it. And he found out that when you're limiting your FPS in games, you know, whether it's a third party yeah. program, VSync, or an in game FPS slider, you you want to set it to like four FPS lower than what your uh, monitor refresh rate is mm-hmm. so that there's no chance of it screen tearing because it's never every hitting single the FPS, cap. right? Because yeah. every single FPS limiter is or FPS cap, whatever tool yeah. you use for that is not perfect. Like yeah. sometimes you just see it jump up to like, oh, you lock it at 60. Sometimes it'll go to like 61 or 62 and then right back down to 60. Yeah. For whatever reason, it's just inconsistent. Yeah. Right? Fluctuates. And right. And so he found that setting it to like three or four FPS below what your monitor's refresh rate is will stop it from screen tearing or like causing issues like that. Yeah. Is a very, very cool video. I, I highly recommend checking out Battle Nonsense for just random PC stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I So... Ever since I saw that video, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do that forever. Yeah. And so every single time I boot up a game, if it I does. always lock. If it has it, I always use an FPS uh, limiter and just change it to like 116. Yeah, 116 uh, hertz or FPS. You, wait, you have 120 hertz monitor? I have 144 hertz monitor, but I have 10-bit color enabled because I do like some like you oh, know okay. color work for the for uh the podcast and stuff and if i have 10 bit color on 144 fps like blacks out my monitor because it's like hey we have all these features but you can't turn all of them on at the same time powerful yeah so (laughs) i found that if i lower my uh my hertz to 120 Mm -hmm. i can use 10 bit color without any issues okay so that that's more of just like you could change that and then do the other one it's just a hassle to constantly change it back and forth yeah 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 so I just I just leave it on 120 hertz because the difference and, between 120 hertz and 144 hertz, you're almost lying if you could tell me that you could honestly, see a noticeable improvement. The human eye can only see 24 frames per second. So like we said, Ubisoft is the greatest company ever, and they said that that was true. So <laughs> and most of their games like run at 24 fps, so it works out. <laughs> <laughs> They're just living their truth, man. <laughs> I'm living my truth, the Ubisoft truth. Okay, so we're going to talk about one more feature before we move on to performance. Um, so Dakota put in here, there's something called NVIDIA Reflex. I'm pretty sure that this is in Final Fantasy 15 Windows Edition. That's the only thing oh, I've, rec- I've recognized it. They're like, 
we have super high quality HCRTX hair follicles on the on the boy band hair while they're pushing their oh, car no, through the desert. Oh no, that's hair works. No, no, I think they also have reflex too. They have like a ton oh, of Nvidia like specific features specific because things. they like literally worked with Nvidia to like throw all that crap in the game to like yeah. and it's gonna run like garbage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't yeah. really know what Nvidia reflex is. So tell me what that is. Mm-hmm. So Nvidia, like you said, has a bunch of like added features that you can put in a game and this category or sorry this um thing that i want to talk about is basically just these are nice to have things but they are completely not necessary yeah right i guess you could throw in ray tracing or dlss Mm -hmm. right both technologies are not to a point where they're just like everybody needs to have these in the game dlss is pretty much there like i would really want that in every game but i'm not saying it's necessary mandatory it's nice to have right it's a nice to have uh, things like NVIDIA Reflex are, it's a, a feature that you can add in a game where it will help uh, lower the amount of input lag okay. in uh, in your game. So the the technology, I'm, I'm not super like up to date on it, but from what I have researched about it and like watched videos on and stuff is that it does some black magic mm-hmm. uh, sorcery. I'm on with, board already. Yeah, with um, like matching your your frame rate to get the lowest input lag. Okay. So like with VSync, right? It will um, it'll buffer the yeah. the frames coming out of your GPU, right? So yeah. that it's at sixty hertz. Sometimes that increases the lag because it's not always giving you the the newest frame. Consistent. Right? It's not one hundred percent consistent. That's what. That's what it's trying to. That's a V-sync or frame limiting is trying to do is keep it to where you don't have the tearing and don't have like stuttering and all right, that stuff. Right. To do that though, sometimes it does a poor job, and you know it won't give you the newest frame. Whereas if it gives you the newest frame, it's going to have the less uh, a less input lag. Yeah. Because it's the most up to date thing that is happening. Your inputs have told the game to do. Yeah. Right. Right. Whereas Nvidia Reflex, from what I know, and it could be totally wrong. It does some black magic screwery where it's like making sure that you are constantly getting the the newest frame. I'm probably totally wrong on that. It's more of an esports thing, and Uh, it's in Battlefield, and it's in a lot of first person shooters. Um, Is it only a Battlefield thing? uh, It's only on Nvidia thing. Only in Battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. So features like that, right? Hair works. Blah blah blah. Those are nice to have features and. You know, usually it just means that they got a big paycheck from yeah, NVIDIA or AMD. To throw that in but, there so they can put it on the box or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. But some of these features do actually benefit the consumer and benefit PC players specifically. So it they're nice to have features. When you see them in a game, it's just like, oh, cool. I might turn that on and see how it works. NVIDIA Reflex. There's no input lag when you're getting shot by a tank from across the map. <laughs> we are staying up to date watching you get exploded from across the map. Yeah. Only in Battlefield. <laughs> Only in Battlefield, where the maps are basically the state of Texas, and it's just flat, and you're dying by tanks. Yeah. Basically the same and thing and as that where tank I live. can see you from Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> Texas and Battlefield 5 have a lot in common. People own tanks here, and it's pretty flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Yeah, uh, let's move. And I, I do 100% agree with you. I I do appreciate, obviously, for the uh, in-game frame limiter, it is the most ideal thing to have a slider. But I do also accept where games have the preset 
60, 120, 144, 240, whatever. Yeah. If you have those options too, I also accept that. That's better than nothing. Because usually they usually like, work better than VSync, and that's why I want them. Yeah, VSync is like motion blur. It's usually going off because it's pretty bad most of the time. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. I'd rather have a frame limiter because it's it, basically all that's telling that my computer is like just don't go higher than this. That's basically well, it's, the benefit is that the game is telling itself exactly to not render more it's than like, that. Which is hey, stop. Yeah, get some yeah. help. <laughs> oh, and the nice thing is too, if if you if, say you have everything on low, mm-hmm. right? If uh, if you cap it at like 120 hertz mm-hmm. or 120 FPS, and your graphics card isn't sweating mm-hmm. hitting that FPS, it's gonna run cooler. Your system's gonna be quieter. It's just like a side benefit too mm-hmm. of like, hey, if your GPU isn't like maxed out, like spitting out a 300 yeah. FPS, and you limit it to 120, like it just kind of benefits you. And like, your room doesn't get as hot. Yeah, you start. <laughs> you know, when you start up when you start up Counter Strike, and it's like you have forty thousand FPS because this is running on the Source yeah. engine and the menus. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. what? I don't. I don't even know what yeah. that. I don't even know what that means. But I like it. Yeah. Numbers bigger. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some performance slash hardware requirements slash optimizations. This is a very long and drawn out. We're we're trying to decide. <laughs> we're like. Are these three different categories, or is it like a really tall guy, but it's actually three little dudes in a trench coat all doing the same thing? <laughs> uh, we ended up that that was the best option. We would like one ticket to the movie, them. please. <laughs> like, <laughs> we would like one ticket to the sexy lady movie, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, hey, kids, get the hell out of here. It's great. I'm like, oh, run. <laughs> <laughs> Rats. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, this category is a little bit subjective because not everybody's going to agree with it. I mean, People probably are going to agree with some of the stuff we've already said, but this one is more so subjective in the way that everybody has a different PC and everybody expects games to run differently on their hardware. Yeah. What I tried to do with this category is set it up so that it would make most people happy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Majority rules. Yeah, exactly. Um, And it is kind of a tough one, too, because games come from all different sources of developers, you know, double A triple a indie and if you're listening to this episode in eight six months a year from now it's going to be completely different so keep that in mind right. exactly it's all subjective yes. to the time that we are currently in but also i have based it off of steam's hardware survey so yeah, yeah. in a sense if you follow that then yeah you're also going to be following the same like trends way of thinking yeah exactly yeah so like i said i i think if when a game comes out right it usually lists the minimum and the uh, recommended. recommended PC hardware, right? Sometimes they're awesome and they're like, hey, the recommended is 4K60 at high settings, right? Yeah. The minimum is this will get you 1080p low settings, 30 FPS, right? Yeah. It's really nice when they do that because then you actually know like, oh, okay, you didn't just spit these out of your butt, right? You actually well, like tested this stuff Well, sometimes. There's also... <laughs> and. And like we found out with Cyberpunk, and and that was a notoriously bad one, is that, oh, the minimum recommended specs are out. Cool. But they don't tell you what that is for. That's right. also like kind of cheating if you release, you're like, oh, the minimum specs are out. It's like, is this like 480p, 24 frames or what? Well, uh, yeah, I think, they, I think they listed those and they just listed the, yeah, they didn't say the resolution with no and, FPS. They didn't release. Yeah. They just, but 
and then everyone's like, oh, this has to be 60 because it's a PC game, right? And it's the people right. that made The Witcher. And they so did a they're great not... job with The Witcher. Yeah, exactly. And then they're <laughs> I like, remember oh. us talking about that. Yeah, because we're like, oh, cool. Yeah, you know, 1080, 60 is like the, the GPU you need is actually not that bad yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Like, and then you find out later, it's like, that was for 30. And it's like, do you even make PC games, bro? What are you talking about? Yeah. And I, I know specifically we had pointed out that they had listed a 1060 in there. And we were mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like the majority of... yeah. Our, it's the it's the most popular GP one team. I don't want to say the majority have yeah. it because it's like nine percent. Yeah, <laughs> that's not majority. Yeah, um, it's the most popular uh, GPU on Steam, right? So yeah. we're like, oh, that that has to mean that it's like they're targeting sixty FPS for this setting. Yeah, right. False. We were wrong on that. Yeah, but we were, what we were saying was what we want. Yes, right? exactly. And in my opinion, if a game comes out, right, whatever the most popular GPU on Steam is in my opinion, should get you 1080p at 60 FPS with medium to high settings, mm-hmm. right? Generally, medium to high settings is going to give you pretty good visuals, mm-hmm. usually better visuals than consoles. Yeah. So, so you're saying as the minimum, like minimum spec? As the minimum, yeah. 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 It gets a little bit muddy with the new consoles coming out, but generally they're going to be targeting a higher resolution mm-hmm. at 60 FPS. Yeah. And then, you know, at if they want ray tracing and all the can- eye candy turned up, it's usually going to be 30. at like 1080p. Yeah, okay. At 30, 30 yeah. FPS maybe. So in my opinion, right, It if a new game comes out, they should be targeting whatever the most popular GPU is. Right now it's a 1066 gigabyte. Mm-hmm. Should get you 1080p, 60 FPS, medium to high settings. Yeah, that and that... that to, That's a good bar. That to us as you know, not only just PC players, but just gamers in general, that in 2021, that's setting to us, that's setting the bar low. Like that 10, is 1080, 1080, low. 60 FPS should be the minimum at yeah, it's, medium or high. It shouldn't be, oh yeah, oh, you can do a 1060 and you can play this game. You're like, sweet. And then it's like, I'm getting like 15 frames when I'm playing this. It's like, oh yeah, that was the, when we said minimum, like to start the game, <laughs> to get on <laughs> yeah. the menus is yeah. what we meant. I'm like, well, right. okay, that that's, and because the the industry has sort of set the standard for forever of minimum slash and then recommended settings and some people do like hey minimum recommended high ultra whatever and they have more options yeah. of what you kind of need to look out for that's good but not if you're do cyberpunk and don't tell us what the frames are that's totally a waste right. because you i was like that's just misleading and marketing tactics yes that's exactly yes. what that is just like the right. same reason that we say over and over, don't pre-order anything because you are going to probably be disappointed if you do it. Just wait for the game to come out, and then if you if if things look okay, then buy it. You know, somebody right. somebody else is going to pre-order it. The you know you know several hundred thousand people that listen to our podcast aren't going to do that because they listen to us. I I wish <laughs> I, I wish right. Says um, the guy that pre-ordered New World. No, I got it for free. That's different. Okay. I pre-ordered because it, it was zero dollars, and the Amazon just decided to give it to me because all their other games are failing, so they wanted someone to play the new one. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I, hey, I will pre-order something for zero dollars. I have no problem doing that. That's just yeah. That's a free-to-play game at that point. Exactly. That's true. Mm-hmm. So yeah, some people may be upset at that being the the bare minimum because mm-hmm. they might think that oh that means. Some games won't use newer technology like ray tracing and stuff mm-hmm. like that because it it's hard to hit that. Yeah. Where it's a, it would be hard for them to hit that goal with those 
you know, advancements in game yeah. technology and stuff like that on that low end of hardware, right? Yeah. As we said, we're setting the bar low. But in my opinion, right, it doesn't mean that all the eye candy has to be set up. And we've kind of stagnated as as like increasing the minimum requirements mm-hmm. for PC, yeah. right? Like 1080p has kind of been considered like, oh, that's still like high end, but mm-hmm. it kind of shouldn't be, yeah, right? Kinda 1080p not... should be the bare minimum because yeah. anything below that is just not really usable, if yeah. we're being honest. You're not... 720p on a 24-inch monitor is blurry. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the thing is like, you're not really doing that anymore, realistically, in 2021. 720p yeah. is not a thing like it was even 10 years ago. It's kind of right. like... It's a thing on handhelds. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah, because it's a like a 5-inch screen and not a 27-inch right. screen. Yeah, right. 1080... And you can use that extra... Save that extra performance for battery life, right? Yeah. Yeah, 1080... 1080-60 monitor is probably, like, the most widely used monitor it is 1080p yeah. is the is by far the most used uh, resolution. Yeah, and then after that, it gets into you know 1440 and then 2K, 4K, whatever, right. blah blah blah. But yeah, it's suggesting that 1080p 30 FPS is like the not even the minimum because that's like hey, you have every option turned off. The game's gonna not look super great. You can launch. That's it. not a good experience. Yeah, that's not. The the minimum experience shouldn't be that you can launch the game. It should be you should be able to play it in a playable state where it yes. it looks good. And as a developer, other than the fact that you're just trying to sell stuff and it's marketing, as a developer, you're like, hey, we think the minimum experience should be this game that we just made on medium, 1080, 60 FPS. That's the bar that yep. we're setting. And then everything after that is just a bonus, right? Because yes. if and we're talking about PC specifically. If I'm making a PC game and I can't get people to play it at least 60 frames, why am I even making a PC game? What's the point? I should just go develop for the Game Boy Advance or something. I, I agree. And people will say, oh, you know, PC is a great place to like try out new tech, like Metro Exodus and stuff yeah. like that. And I agree. But like without that tech on getting a good experience, good visuals and stuff should be achievable for the majority of people. Yes. Right. I think that's and then everything above that is just better. I think I think if developers were more transparent, I think that's more of the issue. A transparency issue is that why can't you release a chart? How hard is it as you a developer to release a chart saying, hey, 1080 FPS, these are the minimum requirements on medium settings. And then the next section is like if you want higher end, 1440, 60 FPS, this is recommended, 2K, 4K. And then you can even have it on there. No RTX. The first two options we're doing with no RTX. And then at 2K, we're having RTX and whatever. These are what we're recommending. Or have two charts. I don't know. And I'm not expecting every single small developer to do that. But these big studios need to do that. But because it's going to affect their bottom line and them selling games, they're not going to because it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't really benefit them. It's only a pro consumer standpoint, which that's our whole freaking show, right? Is that we want to protect you know, at least our audiences, people listen to us from these marketing tactics and want to set the bar higher because the bar is so low. It's like five, (laughs) six feet underground at this point. And sometimes you're like, oh, this new game is coming out and the system requirements aren't that crazy. And you're like, but for what? That doesn't mean anything to me. System requirements are kind of like, I guess just run the game and see what happens because they don't really mean anything. Because recommended versus minimum 
could be like, oh, you need like a GT 210, the $50 graphics card, the only one that's available at Micro Center, and it will launch the game, and then it will blue screen your computer, but technically it launched, so I guess it's a win, right? It's like, and oh, for recommended, we recommend a 3080. It's like, great. What does that even mean? It doesn't, that doesn't right. mean anything. It's just throwing I, out numbers. Yeah, I guess, I guess basically what this has ended up is that the minimum and the recommended settings charts that are released are just bullcrap. They are. They need to be they better. Are. It needs to be 1080p, 60fps. This is what you need, right? Yeah. And it shouldn't be crazy because yeah. that's terrible. Playing yeah. at 1080p nowadays and 60fps is the bare minimum yes, should for be PC. The, should be the minimum. And I, I, I really don't want people to get mad that, you know, that would like stagnate the PC, not stagnate, but it would, like, I mean, I guess it would, like there would be little advancement. And I'm like, no, I don't think there would be because I think we should be targeting higher resolutions and higher settings for like a more, uh, ex- I don't want to say expensive, but technically it would be because you would yeah. need better and hard or better hardware than that. Um, because that is kind of what PC is about, but I still want because if it plays well at 1080p 60fps on a 1060, that means that your higher end hardware is going to play it even better at higher yeah. resolutions, higher fidelity, right? Yep. And I guess that kind of comes back to the first thing that we talked about with the low, medium, and high settings. Have an ultra setting to just go balls to the wall. Yeah, just with max like it. your settings. Max draw set draw setting. Maybe make it a slider that can go crazy high. Yeah. Make it, you know, you know, just add because it would fall in line with what we were saying before where it needs to have a substantial increase when mm-hmm. you go up the ladder of like detail and stuff like yeah. that have a high setting for like high-end hardware yeah you know and make it make a notice saying that like hey we only recommend this if you have like 12 gigs of vram like yeah. does anybody have that not really yeah but it's kind of future-proofing you yeah, know exactly. i think red dead does that with a couple settings where it's just not meant for pcs yeah. today to run it you know it's yeah to make sure that the game runs and looks really good in the future too. Yeah. Um, it's just making sure that that the bare minimum, and it's going to force developers to optimize better. Yeah. Lazy devs are going to get lazy, and they're just going to strip things back and make it look ugly, just so it runs well on that bare minimum. Yeah. But good devs are going to optimize. They're going to find ways to make mm-hmm. sure that it doesn't run like Cyberpunk. Yeah. Because Cyberpunk was just built terribly. Yeah. I, yes, the game, like. For as horribly as the game runs, it does not look that good. Yeah. And that people will may use that as an excuse of like, oh, well, it's being held back by the old gen consoles. It doesn't look that good or run well on on the high end hardware of today. Yeah. That's the problem. It's just a bad, poorly optimized game. Yeah. And doing this with the minimum settings will hopefully alleviate that and be like, this is what you have to hit. Do better. (laughs) Well, and. And it's 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 funny too because I think with with us we're so pro consumer and, sub- and it's subjective though and that that is an issue. Well, and and we're we're obviously we're pro consumer and we're pro choice that you should have every option available to you as many as you want. But with that being said, devs there does need to be some sort of standardization with developers, even if it's like an unspoken thing that hey guys we're all gonna do this. So I think it's one of the things that if you get a couple, if you do get a couple of the bigger companies on board, you know, Activision, EA, Ubisoft, if you get them, then other people are going to start to fall in line because like, oh, 
yeah, want to sell our games. Industry standard at that it's, point. It becomes industry standard, even if it's not like, hey, we wrote a contract saying that 1080, 60 FPS is the bare minimum, whatever, right? Because there's all yeah. kinds of other factors going into play. But I think for PC and what we expect, I really just wish that it was, you know, even on Steam, it's like, hey, if you're putting your game on Steam, your minimum specs need to hit this bar. And that's, mm. I, I, it's like, I understand what you're saying. Where do you, where do you draw the line? Cause it's like, we want there to be a standardization, but we don't want it to stagnate that much where it's just like, oh, we only have to do that. So we don't care afterwards. Right. Right. So okay. it's, it's the fine line, the double edged sword of, we want it people needs to follow to be a line, more, but you need to have choices as well. Well, right. It, that's why it needs to be a guideline and yeah. we have to hold companies accountable. Exactly. For- bad games <laughs> exactly well and that's the thing with everybody you know everybody says like hey vote with your wallet don't pre-order games because you never yeah. know this st- look at cyberpunk cyberpunk was in development for what seven eight years and they made yeah. all of their money as back long, the day that same well, day i it started a year after star citizen mm-hmm. right and look at the shape it's in yeah it runs as well as, as star citizen runs which is not a good thing to say it's not good <laughs> That's it's not good at all, you know, and because of the hype around it, everybody's excited. You got Keanu Reeves in there. Perfect. Right. It, in all honesty, I mean, it should have been this amazing, crazy experience. There's a lot of people that say, oh, I played the game. and I enjoyed it. But you don't hear about Cyberpunk unless people are complaining about it like us, because it's like right. you guys set this bar so high with something like The Witcher. And then you you hyped everyone up, hyped everyone up, and then you made all your money. And then you kind of just said, cool, thanks for paying off all of our debt instantly in the same day that it launched they're, they they are working on it but they're going way slower than snail, what indie devs snail do face. because like, No Man's Sky I saw a post No Man's Sky at this point in Cyberpunk's release right mm-hmm. a year after had launched like two or three patches yeah. that added in a bunch of missing features and fixed yeah. a bunch of problems yeah I don't I don't understand that Hey, you you're like the fastest selling game or PC game and stuff of like all time. So we know you made all your money back in the same day because yeah. everybody reported oh, on yeah. that. So don't say like, oh, it's taking a while to do this. You're just dragging your feet because you're not you probably have three or four people working on it because it's a single player game. So you don't really care. It's I just, think I think they said they have like still sixty to seventy percent of employees working on it and then the rest are working on like DLC and stuff yeah. like that for the game and other projects. But it's like I get it. You need to work on that stuff as well, but it there's something wrong with management where yeah. these patches are coming out, and yes, they're fixing a lot of stuff, but performance-wise, the game is not improving. Yeah. Are you doing... It, tell us your, what you're doing. Be more yeah. transparent. Tell us you're making back-end changes, and it's going to take a while. Okay, yeah. now I know that it's you're actually focused on that yeah and i can expect something to happen with it yeah well when you come out and you're like the three biggest features on there are hey you can accept a different like story quest when you go to this one specific yeah uh you know story mission um you can have what were the other two features stuff we had interns working on so now that's working yeah Yeah. the three highlighted features in their last patch were all three three things that people were like okay that's nice but like the game is still a disaster what are you doing <laughs> yeah it's yeah i think i think overall transparency is the yeah big thing. i think overall just being just being transparent with what options features quality of life what things do and there being some sort of um even if it's an unspoken standard between you know bigger studios yeah. and smaller studios because smaller studios are going to fall in line because yep 
it's one of those things like you go on Steam, you release your game, you don't have FPS slider, you don't have volume options, you don't have these certain things. Negative review. The game could be amazing. Negative review because like, hey, this is a PC game and it's missing what we consider basic features on PC. Yeah. And it's unacceptable. And I'm just, I'm not going to play it. I'm going to refund this game. And then devs get mad. Oh, I can't believe people refunded my game. Yeah. Well, maybe you should have thought about that when you're releasing it. Not saying that everybody's (laughs) perfect. But if you say, hey, this is the thing. it's, It's so incredibly frustrating with in the age that we are with social media and everything. Don't tell me that you can't come out within 24 hours of your launch and having all these issues and say something. There's waiting weeks to say something. Oh, we're working on a hot fix. I don't care if you just tweet out saying, hey, because it's going to go over the internet. We're aware of some issues on the the PC platform. We're working on on them. That's it. That's all you have to do. And people, most people be like, okay, well, I'll wait. I'll wait a week or two or wait to hear from it. And then I'll start the game again and see if it fixes it. Boom. That's it. Like, Okay, that that brings up a good point. For the most part, if people listening, we're pretty much done with the main topic. Yeah. And we're going to go into questions pretty soon here. One thing I did want to bring up, though, that after you said that, was Deathloop, right? It was mm-hmm. a, it was yeah. something that I wanted to talk about in, in the main thing, but I deleted it for time reasons. But you just brought up a, a good point, right? Deathloop came out, and it has an issue with mouse hitching, mm-hmm. right? That people think it's a stutter, and I would consider it a stutter because technically, yeah. like, the game looks like it's stuttering, right? The issue is where every, if you lock the frame rate to 60, 120, whatever, every couple frames, the mouse will just jump forward mm-hmm. a little bit for whatever reason. There's like a weird bug in the, in the thing. And then say you're running a, uh, an uncapped frame rate, it still does the same thing, but just at a different frame interval, right? Yeah. And then also, sometimes when you load into a level, every 600 frames, there's just an actual stutter where the game just kind of freezes for a second and, and then keeps going. The main one I want to talk about is the mouse movement, right? Mm -hmm. This has been a problem in arcane games for a long time. Mm -hmm. It was negative reviews on Dishonored 2 and I believe Dishonored 1. Mm -hmm. The only arcane game that didn't have it was Prey and they were using a different engine. So it's a specific issue to their engine that they have developed. They have not fixed it yet in like what, almost 10 years at at this point? Yeah, Dishonored I think came out like 12, 2012, 2013 maybe. Yeah, it's been almost 10 years. So... It's like, okay, it, the game doesn't have these issues on console. It's a PC-specific issue. And guess what? It's an issue with PC-specific inputs, mouse and keyboard, right? Mm-hmm. You released a game where the main source of input that I would say 90% of all PC players are going to be using mm-hmm. has a serious movement problem. Yeah. How did that go through QA? I don't know. It's understand. just not, it's not paying attention. It's not listening to people. And it's it's like rushing a game out and not not making sure that the PC community is like taken care of. Yeah. Yes, Deathloop has, you know, it has a bunch of different settings, features, you know, it's got ray tracing, all that stuff, whatever. Again, it kind of just goes throws out to the wayside if you do something so abhorrently wrong, like the menu systems, like mm-hmm. you know, not having drop down stuff like that. The main source of input for PC players is is messed up. Yeah. That's that's so bad. And and it's the only reason it's getting 60% on Steam right now. Yeah. Because it's like, dude, how are you that disconnected? And it's good that that dis- or, uh, Arcane put out a statement saying that, hey, we're investigating this. They did it within the first couple of days. Like you said, that's yeah. great. But it's still something where it's just like, it's it so shouldn't even unbelievably, be an option. it shouldn't even be an issue. It shouldn't be an issue for something for someone like them that, guess what? You're using the same engine. 
you've had the same issue. You're trying to meet your deadline because the game's already been delayed a bunch of times. And you're just like, hey, yeah. at this point, we obviously don't know how to fix it because it's going all the way back to Dishonored 1. And it's some issue that we just have. So we're just going to release it and kind of see what happens. And maybe, hopefully someone will mod it and fix it for us. <laughs> it's the, <laughs> because it's the PC community, so why not? But yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like me. I played Dishonored one, really enjoyed it. Probably one of the one of my favorite games that I've played. Dishonored two, I don't know why. It's I just can't get through it. I didn't get I, into I, it either. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know why. I it just didn't click with me for whatever reason. Deathloop is a game I'm legitimately like. Okay, this is actually kind of a cool yeah. concept. I've watched some yep. reviews on it. I'm like, eh, it's probably one of those games I'll wait for it to go on sale and then pick it up. But if it they seems like a forty dollar game to me. Yeah, but if they don't ever fix a stuttering issue or what the the mouse hitching FPS drop, I'm like, okay, then I'm never gonna buy your game because right. If it has a sixty on Steam, then there's obviously an issue with the PC PC market. Right. And a lot of people are saying the critics, you know, some people giving it tens and all this stuff. They're like, oh, we're all playing on PS5 and it works fine on console because yep. it's not a because it. Well, I'm not using mouse and keyboard, so it works fine. So I'm like. So you're telling me I need to play this first person shooter with a controller on my computer for it to <laughs> not have stuttering issues? It's like, ah, yeah. I don't think so, Chief. That ain't gonna work. This ain't Halo. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's it's bad. Uh yeah. So as of right now, as of recording, they do have a beta patch that's out. It's it's awkward to install on Steam where you have to type in like a uh, secret word uh, into the, the the Steam launcher options yeah. to install the beta patch, and it fixes uh, it fixes the locking the sixty or one hundred and twenty FPS issue, mm-hmm. but the unlocked issue is still stuttering. It's called so it's like in in Steam launch options, you just type in we forgot to do this dot exe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's still like it may be fixed by the time people are listening to this in the future, but it's still yeah. un, it's unacceptable to launch a game like that on PC where the main source of input is screwed up. Oh. It's like launching a game on console and something associated with the controller, your only input mm-hmm. on console is messed up. And it's like, are you are you that incapable? How how upset do you think Microsoft is the new overlords of Bethesda? I don't know. I I. I mean, the game is selling well, apparently, I guess. so. Bill, Bill Gates is up in the rafters with the sword. He just goes down and like yeah. dishonored them. <laughs> dishonored <laughs> style. Stabs them. Freezes time. <laughs> All that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to these questions so we can wrap this up. Uh, All right. Uh, you want me to read this first one? <laughs> Since <laughs> yeah, we both were going to do that. All right. This yeah. is from our buddy Shinzu. Shinzu, I think he lives in Australia, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay. I'm sure he'll tag me if I'm incorrect on that. So if you're not, sorry. If you are, Jones is getting called out. I'm not. I didn't yeah, say anything. Exactly. <laughs> he asks, uh, "Have you guys used or tested the recent Windows 11 beta? What are your views on the compatibility and secure and secure boot and TPM requirements? Uh, have any of you tried gaming in Linux? So those are kind of two slash three questions. So I'm gonna go first because mm-hmm. I have really good answers for this. Uh, I'm waiting for Windows 12 because as as the kind of with the rule of Cycle windows continues the rule of windows is that you skip every other one because that that yep. one in the middle is not going to work it's vista and windows yep. 8 right so uh and windows me edition <laughs> um tpm i know that they're having a lot of issues with that i don't really know exactly the details of it i thought it was toilet paper is mandatory um that was my joke that i wrote in there dakota rolled the dice <laughs> but i know it hasn't it has something to do with um 
it's in my head, it's basically the same thing as installing Valorant and putting that kernel level thing into your computer so it boots up and it's like making sure that you gave Bill Gates money so you can play Windows. Okay, how correct am I? On a scale of one to ten. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay, now give him the real answer. Okay. Uh, Have I used the 11 beta? No. I usually don't like betas because they're really bad, (laughs) especially for Windows. And like when Windows 10 launched, it still had a ton of issues. So I I wouldn't, I I still wouldn't install Windows 11 on anything even when it first launches because it's still going to be buggy, I bet. Um, but also because Windows 11 to me is looking like an OS I skip or just hold off as long as possible because yeah. a lot of the stuff they're doing to it is just very standoffish and basically like somebody who's extremely arrogant and proud of what they did, even though it's like a total disaster, mm-hmm. but they're just standing there with their arms crossed saying, no, what I did is amazing. They're just, and in you're going to like it. They're just in charge for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's just it's bad they're they're basically saying anything before 2017 for the diy community is e-waste and you have to upgrade in you know in in 2025 regardless and it's like dude at that point that hardware is only eight years old yeah like eight-year-old hardware today is what is that hold on the 4770 yeah like the 4000 series yeah those are still fantastic processors yeah they still work if anything, Microsoft is trying to create more e-waste with that statement. Well, they are. That's yeah. the thing. They're they're creating more e-waste and they're hoping that it will boost. I mean, they're yes, okay. They're hoping it will boost sales, which in turns will give them more money, right? Mm-hmm. Because they'll get more windows of copy uh copies of Windows sold. Uh, but they're doing it under the guise of security. And yes, TPM and Secure Boot are better for security. But for the large majority of people, they're better for security if people have physical access to the hardware yeah which how does often that? does your does the normal consumer's physical hardware get hacked never yeah it, it's literally less Unless than 0.001 that's basically it. right exactly and if you have a password on your computer somebody that jacks your computer is not going to know how to hack that right yeah so for the normal consumers in my opinion it's a waste and I'm really not okay with it's an, with it's Microsoft an, it's moving invasive. toward it's invasive. It's invasive, and and I'm really upset at the e-waste thing because the older I get, the more I'm like aware of all of the crappy technology that's out there. Mm-hmm. That is one, like just making the environment worse, and then two, it's wasting electronics that could be put towards other things. Yeah. Right? We have a PCB shortage right now. We don't need all these junk like flash drives and and whatnot. We already have billions of flash drives. We don't need four gigabyte flash drives anymore, right? Stuff like that. Like we could use those raw materials for other things instead. Yeah. And I'm just so much more aware of that now and and not okay with Windows doing that. I'm sorry, that was so long. Um, The Linux, uh, have you gamed on Linux? I have tried it at the time. It was not good. It was like two or three years ago. It's, I heard it's gotten much better with Proton and I plan we plan to have an episode about that or maybe a couple episodes after the Steam Deck launches and after we get hands on with Steam OS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm super, super excited for Steam OS. Mm-hmm. I think we both are. Uh Valve is the only company I think that could actually have a Linux distro compete with Windows for like normal consumers. They're the only company I think that could do that. Yeah, because it's almost like they know how to do PC stuff most of the time. 
Yeah, exactly. Minus and it's the- almost like they listen to consumers and know what they want. Yeah, this is the first time I feel like um what's what's the uh it's not Vive. What is the what is the VR headset that Valve makes? The Index. Index. Yeah, cuz I know that Valve Valve has been like hit or miss with hardware for a long time cuz they've really been trying to figure it out. And I feel like with the Steam Deck, this is something that came out of nowhere and they kept under wraps and they really really have put a lot of time and money and dedication into doing this because it's something that they believe in. And yes. they, and it's like this is something that they believe in it because they don't trust Microsoft with Windows. Well, not only that, I'm saying I think I think the Steam Deck possibly could be one of the next big upsets in the market for gamers in general because this 100%. is going to because this is a literal PC direct competition with console that is yep. competing not only competing with the Switch and with Windows too. Not, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not only competing with the Switch, also competing with Xbox and PlayStation at the same time all in one thing because it's hey it's not it's it is a pc and it's also a switch at the same time pretty much right so i guess what on pc generally you have scalable options yeah at least you should at least you should exactly and so i think that the when the steam deck comes out if it does everything that they're promising it will do it is going to be like a massive shakeup to the entire market, not just. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's just another gadget that came out. It's like, no, because yeah. why should you even buy a switch or anything? Who cares? Right. Um, let me let me check uh, pre-orders real quick and see, see how see how far along Q2. Yeah, because I think ours is nope, Q2. They're still in Q2. Ours is in Mine's Q2, Q2 right now. One. Oh, you're just Q1? OK. Mine's Q1. So but apparently they have already sold like two or three million uh pre-orders uh, pre-orders which is pretty crazy does it mean that everybody's going to to actually go through with their pre-order no no but that's already a good sign that they've already sold two or three million is that wait does that mean that we're in the wrong because we pre-ordered a steam deck big yikes well luckily <laughs> it's a pre-order that you can cancel this and is we'll true we'll be able to see reviews before we actually pay yeah the money and if the yeah because it's technically coming it's out in for- november december right December, yeah. December. So our pre-order—it's only two months away, man. Our Woo! our technically our pre-order Three that we away. that we paid five bucks for is literally yep. just a placeholder to put us in line. And if we decide that it's not for right. us, then you just here's my five dollars back later. Yep. Okay. You want to read the next question? Next question is from D Rocky, somebody that's relatively new to the Discord. So thank you for asking questions. Mm-hmm. What were the specs of your first PC that you built? Uh, what was the first game? That you got addicted to uh, for PC gaming. I read that totally wrong. Yeah, what was the first game that got you addicted to PC gaming? Is what Dakota was trying to say. There you go. Yep. (laughs) All right, so I'll go first. My first. I we actually said this in our first episode. So if you Mm. (laughs) if you haven't listened to that, that was actually a really fun episode to re-record. (laughs) My first PC was actually a Mac Pro desktop because my entire family was on Mac at the time. Mm -hmm. So I actually gamed on that at first. It was an Intel Xeon CPU, (laughs) and then it had some... It was probably an HD 70... Gamed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) An HD 7750 or 7770 was not very high-end. But I sold that after a year of having it, and I bought a Dell pre-built that had a 4770, 8 gigs of RAM, and an R9 270 in it. Mm-hmm. And then I just slowly, over the next two or three years, just started swapping parts out for custom parts as I learned more about PC gaming. And then I ended up 
basically like you know the whole um if you swap a part every part on a boat in the mm-hmm. end is it still the same boat yeah you know that whole yeah, like uh-huh. exactly whatever or, or like is. your car it's like if you change out every part is it still the same car is it still the same car i basically did that with my pc where yeah. i swapped every single one of those components out and i ended up with a 4790k which i still have um 16 gigs of ram two r9 290s in crossfire <laughs> if that tells you when that was 2013 or 14 and uh and then uh you know obviously a different motherboard and then the uh obsidian 750d from corsair which is a massive case uh, so so what? it was technically the same pc because it was yeah. like i had that for probably five years close to and it i bet you had the same hard drive so that's the same pc it, oh yeah, I did. Yeah, at the time, I had the same hard drive. As yeah. long as you have one part from the original thing, it's the same. <laughs> true. You're true. like you peeled off the sticker and put on the new case. Boom. It's yep. just like Boom. same PC, just slightly different. <laughs> uh, what the was the what was first the... game? Is probably Rust because I played that on my Mac and then I built a PC so I could run it better. <laughs> so you can now play. I don't play the game anymore. Oh, good, exactly. And obviously, we've talked about this in various episodes, like kind of how we started getting into gaming and stuff. Uh, but it's it's kind of spread out through like different episodes. We've talked about this many times, but like different aspects of it. I think yeah. a good episode to go let's do if you haven't is the one where we talk about things we weren't allowed to do in our childhood because we definitely talked about oh it my then. God, that was <laughs> such a fun episode. Yeah, that was good. That was a good episode. Um, so my first computer that I actually built when I was learning how to build a computer was a AMD Athlon X2 dual core, probably one Hell gigahertz yeah. or something. I don't know. <laughs> And I had an AGP graphics card. <laughs> so this is how <laughs> old I am. And I remember I was super excited because I bought a, it was a GTS 8600, like NVIDIA card. Because everyone was like, oh, the 8800 is like awesome, yeah. right? And I was like, I can't afford that. So I got an 8600. And then I was having trouble getting it working on my new computer because old computers is a lot more, is a lot more uh, troubleshooting than just plug and play. So I remember putting it into my best friend's computer, but apparently his motherboard was not uh, set up for that. And I remember melting his AGP slot. I know I've talked about this before, <laughs> but it's still one of those things where I'm like, all I know is you that that moment where you turn it on and smoke comes out. You're like, oh no, I've made a horrible mistake. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, I uh, there goes about hundred dollars or whatever I spent on this graphic card, just gone just like that. And, and back then, with your budget, that was like. Yeah, that was devastating. Weeks worth of work. Oh, yeah. That was like, I was like, cool. I guess I'll just use my old graphics card then, which is like a right. not a PCI, not Express, not Express, just a regular PCI graphics card. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like a Voodoo 3DFX. This wasn't that bad, but it's something, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, this card's so good, it doesn't need a fan to cool itself. It has built-in right. heat spreaders. <laughs> um, yeah. And a game that got me addicted to PC... Man, there's like a bunch because I played. I've been playing PC games you, for. You've a been r- an OG. I've been playing yeah. PC games almost my entire life. So, uh, I mean, I know like when we had Spiggy on the show, uh, one of our first guests, uh, Ashron's Call, was definitely a big part of that because I definitely mm-hmm. got addicted to that. Like old MMOs, and then even, I would say probably Counter Strike would be a good, a good thing because that definitely was like that game that like hooked you, and I've been on and off playing it for 20 years so i would say counter-strike yeah. would probably be the be the number one thing yeah, fps for both of us that's good oh yeah <laughs> pretty much 
All right. Uh, our last question is from our uh, senior Obro that can't see yellow. He asks, what is your preferred browser to use on your PC, and why isn't it Microsoft's Edge slash uh, Internet Explorer? No, he didn't say that. He just said Edge. Um, so <laughs> he is our Edge slash Intel advocate. He will die on that hill no matter how many times everyone says that it's silly to do so. Uh, now I'm calling him out on the show publicly. Public. What is it? What are they doing? Game of Thrones? Or just yell, they, shame. 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 Do not walk through the streets in a penguin shirt? Shame. Yeah. Shame. <laughs> um, so for me, uh, I use Chrome for Chrome for a long time. I still use Chrome on my phone, which seems weird because it has way more less RAM than my PC. Um, but I've used Chrome for a long time, and I started having issues with it. I don't know why. Just out of the blue, like. Netflix was when stuttering. Was this has got to be probably three or four years ago. Um, and I was having all kinds of issues with it. Wait, was that when Netflix was stuttering if it was on your second monitor? Yes, it was. You and I had the same issue. Uh-huh. I remember that. And yep. and I was like, oh, maybe it's just Netflix or something. But then you open up in Firefox and it worked fine. I was like, well, yeah. guess what's not getting used anymore? Chrome. <laughs> so I, uh, I, kinda, I changed the Firefox at that point. And I kind of just didn't ever go back to it as my main browser. I do use it every once in a while for some things, but it's not. I probably use Firefox like 95 to 98% of the time. It has really good built-in ad block on top of using uBlock Origin. Basically, I don't ever yeah. see ads pretty much ever. Um, I use a couple of basic extensions like Dark Reader to basically force dark mode on everything. Um the watch together app works pretty good. I don't know really know what to say. Like I use my browser for like really basic stuff. I'm not as, yeah. as, as much as I am a host of this show, I am like so far from like the traditional PC master race type of person. I'm very, fairly simple and I like things just to work. And then I don't touch yeah. them because they work <laughs> if I don't touch them usually. Um, honestly, I haven't ever really used edge um because it's made by microsoft and i'm already using windows and that's one too many things by using my microsoft <laughs> so i i wrote on here that i'm pretty sure edge is just internet explorer and i know i used this joke earlier but it's just a couple dudes in a trench coat and they're like ah we're edge now and they're like flash you <laughs> i have heard obviously from obro and some they, other, no other they people, don't flash you because flash is dead oh adobe recipe rest, rest, rest <laughs> pepperonis um I have heard that they have some built-in features like, you know, using Honey instead of extension. It's built-in coupons. And they have... Uh, now, he was saying the other day that they're adding, like, oh, flight searches and, like, all this other stuff. Yeah. It's like, there's cool features for certain things, but Firefox is it's, definitely just works for me. So nothing's going like, to do okay. to make me go back to Internet Explorer. It's just not going to happen. Cool feature to have, like, in built-in, like, flight searching and stuff like that. For normal people, how many people are going to remember that yeah. Edge has built-in flight search when they can just Google flight search, uh, <laughs> flights, flight searches? Yeah, like you, who's gonna like remember like oh I, flight searches? Okay, cool. Let me go to Edge and then let me go to the flight searching like mm-hmm. button or whatever. Where's that at? Like blah blah blah, and then you type it in there when they're already on a browser, probably something separate, and then they just type in their city to another city flights and then google just gives them something yeah it's like i i get it it's more features it's cool it's cool stuff but it's like it's like 
it's like how often are you gonna use that well it's kind of like bing is trying to be something it's trying to separate itself from google because google is also bing can screw off (laughs) it's it's trying to do something different instead of just being google like just be google and more people would use you right yes it's like uh, I don't know. I installed on Bing. I've never used Bing for anything, actually. I if if I I've end tried up on... using Bing and it always gives me the wrong information, I'm like, ah, because it's not Google. Yeah. So the best thing to do when you're on Bing.com is to search for Google.com. Search Google. <laughs> <laughs> what is Edge's purpose? Yeah. To search for Firefox and download Firefox. It's like, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure you're going to leave me outside in the cold? Oh, yes. my God. Yes, yes, I am. I am sure. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. So I use Chrome mostly, but I have to say, I was talking to Jones about this when we were writing this. I'm pretty sure on my main PC at home that I use, I have Chrome and Firefox open together at the same time about 50% of the time. Okay. Because I have different accounts signed into each one of those browsers that have different things saved to them. So like, you know, I have, you know, work stuff on one and then I have all my personal stuff on another one. So it it saves me from going into like Chrome or Firefox and swapping out the account that's on there. And then it takes a second to load. I just click on, on Firefox or or Chrome and then boom, right there. Everything's there. I have all my bookmarks there. I can just quickly go to my Google drive for either one. Mm -hmm. So I use both of them pretty much interchangeably. Firefox, though, like the built-in ad block in that is so good. Yeah. (laughs) Like I have, just like he does, I have built, I use Firefox for built-in ad block as well as uBlock Origin. And for like 90% of the websites out there where I want to watch video content for Mm -hmm. free and without those ads at play, Funimation being one of them, that's Mm -hmm. horrendous with ads. Firefox does an amazing job of skipping those, whereas if you boot it up on Chrome, Chrome can't get rid of them for some reason. Yeah, because Funimation gave them money to not do that. Probably. (laughs) So, yeah, Firefox is super awesome. I really, really, really wish Firefox had a larger Mm -hmm. uh, user share in the market. And it's a shame that Edge is beating out Firefox because Edge just recently switched to the same base engine as Chrome, the Chromium engine. Chromium, yeah. So Edge is just the skin of Chrome at this point, Mm -hmm. which means that Chrome gains more user share, which means Google is the most dominant browser maker out there. And that's terrifying because that means they control the market. And Mm -hmm. it's not by a little margin. It's like 80% of the market that they control. Yeah. And it's that's terrible. Yeah. You're like, oh, Firefox. A lot of people heard about that. Yeah. They have 3% market. It's like share. It's like, what? It's like, yeah, Chrome has like (laughs) 75% market share. Now, that being said, there's Chromebooks. There's all kinds of other stuff. For that but it's like google google is a company and it's also a verb and it's also a noun and it's also something that you do and people work at and it's just like yeah it's all it, it's like i'm google i'm going to eat you it's literally exactly. the pac-man yeah. of the industry that it's just like I'm alphabet cons- their parent company just owns way too much yeah they're just consuming they're literally trying to buy the alphabet now i heard recently right probably <laughs> They're like we can't we we can't sign up Z. He's not on board. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was a dumb joke, but I like it anyways. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, uh, oh, we are we also do have a browser episode planned in mm-hmm. the near future. So stay tuned for that. Yes, we are going to actually be uh, using things like Edge and seeing if there's any features yeah. that we actually like. 
Exactly. Spoiler alert. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure there will be. Because because that's the thing is that if we're only using Firefox and Chrome majority of the time, which I am, I use Safari every once in a while. I'm like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Safari <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, having an episode in the future where we actually use it, one, it will give us a better, you know, kind of a well-rounded response to this question too. And just in general, mm-hmm. because I'm sure there are other browsers out there like Opera GX, the quote unquote gamer browser and other browsers <laughs> that have features that something that we wouldn't even know to think about to use that might be a feature that we like you know and just like just like right now you're using firefox and chrome maybe we end up using another browser that we never even thought we would want to use for something who knows what it is you know right i'm not i'm not totally against using a secondary browser for specific things if i know that it's set up for those specific things right just like you have your personal and and business stuff separated kind of actually makes more sense because you know hey if i I'm using Firefox for this, then I know everything's already connected to Firefox. I don't have to worry yep. about it. Passwords yeah. are all saved, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, that is one thing that annoys me about because I have like personal Gmail and then like our PCMR and like everything. So I have to like constantly flip through accounts to do things, which is, yeah. is that is, is no point. Really I have fun. my two personal accounts hooked up to, to Chrome and then I have my business accounts like PCMR and stuff like that hooked up to Google. And it's like I only have to swap between one or two of them. Yeah. It's, fantastic <laughs> exactly well thank you for writing all these show notes hopefully yeah. uh you guys like this episode uh we... it felt it felt a little bit all over the place but i think like the majority of it kind of just comes back to we are a different com- uh different audience than consoles mm-hmm. and we require certain things because we've grown accustomed to them over 20 years does it make us needy from one point of view yes from another point of view it just means that i think it's less us just being needy and more there's other people that don't know these options exist because they would just be the exact same way if i mean you could also you could also say that devs have just gotten lazy yeah because they've gotten they've gotten used to the simplicity of Mm -hmm. consoles and the simplicity of controlling the the user experience on consoles. completely completely controlling it so it's like hey yeah. you're we know that this is going to run at 30 to 60 fps the whole entire time because we've already set it up like that your fov is locked right. all your options are locked so we already know where the low points are the high points are because you can't do anything right on pc people are like hey i changed the setting and now my game runs like crap they're like oh sorry runs good on console you should go get a console that's yeah. way easier for us to develop on boom 50% on Steam. Yeah, exactly. Oh, hey, we're we're working on a yeah. fix. Sorry about that. <laughs> Big yikes on that one. That was my yeah. bad. Uh, the intern, we totally <laughs> fired him. It was definitely not yeah. the lead developer or anything. <laughs> I promise yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you liked our content today, we do post episodes every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Yeehaw, Texas Central Time. And if you really like our content, you can check us out on Patreon also. Throw us a few bucks there. If you search PCMRCast on Patreon or patreon.com slash PCMRCast, you, we will pull up and you'll see our logo on there and our name. And it says PCMRCast. That's how you know you're in the right spot. It's, wow. it's just that easy. But wait, there's more. You can also find all of our other contact info. Guess what? At PCMRCast.com. <laughs> wow. Which has our Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Discord links. Ah oh, man, we should have just re- took one of the recordings of John doing this and just 
edit it I into know. every episode. Because <laughs> he, we did think about that at one point. John is the ter- perfect person to like read a script because he will. If you type down notes and say, "Hey, John, read these notes," he will read them verbatim every time. He's like, I cannot go off the script. I cannot. And he's like a news anchor. <laughs> yeah. Remember, Ron, anything yeah. you write on the, on the teleprompter, yep. he's going to read. Um, yep. But yeah, at the bottom of our website, you can send us an email if you want. There's a contact form. And if you want us to uh, answer that or just say hi, then feel free to do that. Our Discord link is on there as well. That's where most of our questions come from. We have a tab set up for questions for the show. Um, obviously, our Discord is popping as usual throw that in there for, for our buddy yeah and uh i just thank you everybody for listening like we've been thank doing you. this for a long time and uh recently we've had some kind of a morale boost i would say so we're we're feeling better we're have a really positive outlook we're trying to end out this year strong have some really cool content coming up the next few weeks so we're really excited about that and uh we're excited to move on to season three I think. Yeah. It's season it's, three it's coming. Get, it's getting scary. It's getting scary. It is. <laughs> but uh it really is. We're we are excited, um, you know, not to get heartfelt, but yeah, it's it's good. It's good having a solid, solid community that enjoys the content, hopefully. And uh it gives us good feedback too. We've yeah. gotten some hard hard feedback and it's very, very much appreciated. And su- surprisingly the way we feel about some stuff, like, oh hey, the community feels the same way. So we're like, all right, cool, we need to do better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's good. It's good to get that though. It's it's as much as it's nice to hear the hey, another great episode. I liked it. It's also good to say hey, I this part of the show either didn't make sense, I didn't like it, so we know what to work on. Constructive criticism, yeah. as long as you're not just being a jerk about it, then we can handle yeah. it. You know, I think I think that's <laughs> mo- I think that's most here. people. I think that's most. People. Yeah. But yeah, just wanted to give a thank you, thank you Dakota for writing all the notes and me not doing much as usual. So I think the best thing that we learned from this is that Cyberpunk's dong slider is the only setting we need.